let's get one thing straight, David. Uh, I did willingly go and see the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh my god! <laughs> at, at SoFi, which I, I I'll tell you, I think did I give you my? <laughs> I that got, got it. Did I? Did I give you my glowing review on SoFi? Uh, no, but uh, maybe you did, but okay, uh, yeah, yeah, it maybe it wasn't else. so glowing. I, mean, I, I was kind of, uh, I was zero stars if I could. <laughs> it was, yeah, <laughs> it wasn't like it was huge. Yeah, you go in there and you're taking, you're taken aback by the sheer size of this place. Um, but there were not, a, there were not enough staff members to help you through, and I think partially it's because maybe they didn't have like a a structure of okay, hey, look, in this area, I'm going to be like the lead, um like the lead helper because when we would get into an area nobody was looking at us or helping us we had to go ask walk up and ask people where do we go and they would just say go up those stairs through the door turn right and then you'll see your area that you need to go in and it was like so unclear mm-hmm. we went up we and, and we basically started on the opposite side of where we ended up our seats were so we had to kind of navigate it's so wild man you go in glass doors out glass doors up and down like stairs and stuff um, but really you go in there and it's just, it's huge. It, it, it is, um, the amount of people that were fit into that place. Uh, it was, it was mind boggling. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's and it. It was, like it sounded open great. air half like enclosed. Well, they didn't open, right? I guess they didn't have anything open in the top and it's a big, well, huge, but, but in the fact that like the, the sides are not act, there's no like closure to the building. Like it just has like these kites that kind of like touch down, but it's, it's not like an inside. Well, like, don't the covers just sort of come to a point down at the bottom and they don't actually like there's no I guess we also got there and we were so frazzled to get into our seats because we missed Beck. I mean, we wanted to see Beck. It wasn't like critical that we missed Beck. Uh, But when we got in, we couldn't really take it all in until we stopped and at our seats and and just kind of looked around. It looks like at the top, they don't have that center thing like they would have at um, at crypto dot com. Right. No. Yeah. It's like a TV that wraps around. Exactly. So I couldn't see mm-hmm. above that. I don't even know what was up there. Um, I believe if that's I'm, where those leaves. I, I, may, I may be mistaken, but I believe the whole thing. It's like these triangular sails that kind of like stretch over as a roof, but uh-huh. there's no walls. I so see. To speak. Like, okay. No doors. Like I think it just is. I would have liked to have been there um, in the daytime. Yeah. yeah. So, but then you're like, how much time am I gonna? Put right. aside for a Red Hot Chili Peppers concert. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was so we uh Scott and I decided we're gonna go on the Anthony Kiedis and uh and flea diets because they're can you believe that oh, the yeah, guy's man. he's like 60? <laughs> he's turning Anthony 60. Kiedis is 60? He's turning 60 this year, I think. Wow. Yeah, man. Yeah. I just I mean it was it was um it was a it was a cool experience. I, I don't know if I'd see the peppers again, but I, just to be able to say that I was out there, um, you know, and I saw them on a Sunday. <laughs> this is Jimmy Eat Pod. <laughs> did we just did duplicate you it too? <laughs> yeah, I did. That's good. <laughs> I figured it was uh, since we both have these these awesome yeah, yeah, yeah. soundboards now. I guess we can explain yeah. that now. You came across this, what, Google searching the other day? Just happened to... Yeah, I I keep... Obviously, I've complained about the soundboard that I used. It's a ported over iPad app. And yeah. Since I have an M1 MacBook Air, I can run iPad apps, but it's not super reliable. And I would hit a button and it, 
I would hit it, hit it, hit it, hit it, and then it would finally go. And sometimes it would go multiple times because I hit it so many times. So <laughs> I was Googling, and I just was not finding anything good. And somehow, randomly, I found Farago, which is made by the same people we use Loopback, that, that makes Loopback yeah. and a bunch of other like just sound things you can do with your Mac. Um, and we trust we trust Rogue Amiga, Rogue Amoeba. Yeah. So I went ahead and bought the app. Um, so thank you uh, for all the patrons. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is this is what the show is for. So we can do uh, stuff like carbon scoring here. Looks like you boys have seen a lot of action. Stuff like that. So the, the soundboard is really cool. I'm uh, I'm getting used to like uh, sag my, my balls because you right. can uh, you can program it to keyboard uh yeah and you had me sold when it said mappable to key to midi i thought this is perfect now i have this keyboard is complete now i've got my my marker on the right and now i can do an endless set well not an endless set but i could i could do pretty much several uh maybe a a couple dozen oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah we're gonna have a lot of fun with this yes uh, going forward but uh fargo uh absolutely incredible uh, patreon.com slash jimmy eat pod um and uh any other let's see i mean i have a ton of housekeeping but uh yeah you had a couple things here that uh were worth mentioning like red hot chili peppers on purpose and uh <laughs> um uh let's see oh uh yeah I, d- I guess i did have a pun i forgot about that's okay um ah don't get a blister 2.0 uh, yes. you've uh, begun. Yes, I have. Now, this this episode will come out later this week. It did start a few days ago. Um, I should have put, I, I guess I did put it in Chase Chase This Fitness. Uh, I don't know if I'll put it on, on Reddit again. I think we spammed them last time and posted it there just to get some more people. Um, what's the max? It was 10 or 12, and then we have to ask nicely of the company to increase our yeah. limit. Um, so if we get close to that, then I'll, I'll reach out to them. Uh, the goal, though, it's going to be a multi-part because they have they have a paid app, MoveSpring, I think it's called, that is for yeah. longer challenges, more people, but it's way too expensive uh, for what yeah. we do with it. I mean, we're doing it as a, like a passive little thing uh, as Jimmy World fans. Uh, You're going to have to excuse me. I've stopped listening to you. I don't know if you saw me just freak out right now, but there was yeah. a fucking fly in my beard. <laughs> Oh no! And my guess is no. that I opened this beer when I was making dinner, <laughs> forgot about it, not forgot about it, but like <laughs> left it in the on the counter. Went up, uh-huh. put the kids to sleep, came down. I was like, "Fuck yeah, beer!" Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, not happy right now. I'm gonna have. <laughs> Did to, you oh, ingest fuck. it? No, but <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. I felt it in there. I was like, "This isn't good." <laughs> this isn't this is bad and uh and i was like i could look or i could just swallow it and i fucking looked and i just tossed it and uh, i'm really upset right now <laughs> oh that's what that was man i'm <laughs> i'm so upset right now <laughs> sorry so i'm just gonna wash it down with this fresh beer because <laughs> it was right at the end of that which oh, means that i was man. drinking a beer with a fly in it for I don't know, <laughs> who knows how long i took a it's... huge swig at one point uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm so upset right now. <laughs> I'm so mad. I'm so mad. <laughs> and like, my dog is sitting here next to me. So he sort of like was looking up. So now I'm like, well, fuck, did the, like, threw the fly over there. Like, I'll clean it up later. But like, is it still alive? Did it make a noise? Is it trying to fly away? I'm so mad right now. Forget about the fly, man. 
I can't. I can't. <laughs> that's easy for you to say, dude. I know, right? I haven't. In, yeah. Although I don't know if you can see, um, I can't have the AC on in here, so the wind, the door is open, so I have got it. It feels like, um, the outside, inside. Oh I've no! I've got all these bugs and gnats and stuff. Oh no, dude. Yeah. Well, I have to, man. It's a. It, I got the fan on, luckily. Yeah. Oh, that's miserable. Uh-huh. And it's been hot. What's it been like out there? Out, well, it's still there. like in the eighties right now. It, it was nine. Yeah. It's stupid hot. I got. I, I told Lindsay the other day. I said I'm just done with summer right now. I could. The summer mm-hmm. is for me heat wise. I'm done. Ninety six. Yeah. Um. It was ninety nine. Yeah, it was just ridiculous. We looked at an apartment and it was uh, ninety nine. It was sucked. Yeah. Forget uh, it. Okay. I'm so sorry. You were saying something. No. I'm sure no. It's okay, dude. Important. I hope. But I realized. No. no all I was much, saying. You sounded so. Um, passionate about what it was you were talking about, and I was like, I have to let him know that I am not paying attention to what he's saying right now. All I was saying was, uh, this will be a multi-part, uh, most uh, most likely a multi-part uh, challenge, and I'm going to record. The goal is just is for everyone that's participating to get 300,000 steps in a month, which if you do 10,000 a day, um, is very doable, and, and we'll keep going until. Yeah. We cross the United yeah. States. So this is don't don't get a blister um, 2.0 part one. <laughs> so we'll just keep going and we'll see how far how long it takes us to walk across the United States. Yeah. <sighs> so there we go. That was uh, um, that, that was the oh, last of them. We didn't get to this. This is a rave to Jay. Um, Factory loves me where we took uh, Valerie loves me and mixed it with Robot Factory. I believe we listened to it together. You and I after we recorded. Um, but I thought maybe we could listen to a little of Factory Loves Me here. This is great. This is really good. Yeah, it fits. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. That was great. What, what was I the other really band? I enjoyed that. Uh, that's, oh, dude, that's, um... Oh, why can't I think of it right now? Material issue. Oh, okay. You don't know Valerie Loves Me? You know Valerie Loves Me. Mm, no. We talked about Valerie Loves Me. Wait, what? Well, I, yeah, I don't think so. I mean, maybe we talked this about it. classic K-Rock in the 80s song. Valerie Here, let me loves put this me. and watch together real quick. All right. Um, and why did I end up with this? I think, th- I think I made a reference to this because it's the same chord progression that Thomas Adam Thomas Heap was playing when he did his cover. This is the most Richard Blade song I've ever heard. I've never seen this video, but it's terrific. You've never heard the song? No. No. Nope. I mean, I guess I blanked all of your 
Robot Factory songs. So, I mean, this is this is like pretty like standard fair '80s music for me. Yeah, it is. Like it's Def- it's kind of like the intersection of like '80s new wave and '90s grunge or '90s really '90s pop rock. There's no grunge to this, but. But like the aesthetic here is very 90s compared to the sound. When did this come out? Material issue. This is like their one hit wonder. Um, Material issue. Valerie was here. Let's see when this song came out. This band looks like the band James. It looks very 91. It looks like who? The band James. You know that one song they had laid? Laid? No way. It looks just like them. Um. shot similar way too so this must be is this mid 80s or you said late 80s early 90s 91 okay yeah Which it looks, it looks like 91 very then. 91 yeah like this looks like the Wonderwall video <laughs> it does <laughs> he's got the puppy shirt on man yeah but that baseline is so 80s yeah I love this song this is a great song this was like on every like K-Rock 80s compilation Which is oh, funny that it came out in the 90s um, But yeah, that's a great song um, So uh, there, well I'm glad I can introduce you to thank Material you. Okay. Issue Yeah, first time oh, I heard that band Valerie Loves Me uh, So yeah, that's Factory Loves Me um, Oh, this is fun uh, How do I, I don't know how to describe Yotam Ben Horin Featuring Jim Adkins, Young Forever this is a song that features Jim Atkins. Uh, let me see what I can find out. Double Helix Records. Young Forever is the title track from Yotam Ben Holland's. Oh, he's from the band Useless ID, which was like one of those punk bands I knew of in the late 90s, early 2000s. New full-length album, Young Forever, released May 20th on Double Helix Records. This has been out since May, and we I just huh. found it. Interesting. But it's a great song. Huh. And uh, so you just hear Jim in the back uh, doing the the background vocals? I suppose. I can't I couldn't really tell you. Like this doesn't quite sound like Jim to me. I'm trying to think what's the useless ID song I know. I'm gonna look up uh, my music because I. Oh, that's Jim. He's in this video right now that I'm not sharing with you, but that's him soloing right here. That's our buddy Jim soloing in that studio we're so familiar with. Yeah, they must. Uh, they must still be. There's a Facebook post from Yotam Ben Horan. Said day eight is up. Jim Adkins stopped by, and that was from a week ago. So they must just be Sweet. real good friends. Um, I don't have this in my uh, house housekeeping. So the, uh, sorry, that is uh, Yotam Ben Horan uh, with his song "Young Forever," which is terrific. Um, Jim and uh, Davey Von Bolen were on a podcast together. Uh, Davey Von Bolin was taking over the Talk House podcast for the week and interviewed Jim Atkins, and they barely talked about 
um, a praise chorus. Uh, they sort of acknowledged that it was a thing, but really they talked about just being young and coming up in the scene, and uh, and it was really like a fun listen. They did not mention both of them being previous guests of the pod. No. Uh, <laughs> well, that would have been a nice but, little uh, bump. Still a nice little <laughs> listen, yeah. Yeah. Justin, there was a drunk fly in my mouth. I don't know if you know that. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I'm so mad. You're going to have a nightmare um, about it. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play a little bit of this because we have it. All right. That's all I'm going to play. Um, but we have placed your debts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, have you listened to it? Because I sent it to you. I did. I listened okay, to sweet. it. Um, it's great, yeah. right? Yeah. Dude, it's so it's very it's very Jim. Um, it's kind of polar opposite of uh, from. Yes, it's it is. Uh, this is something a, loud. S- yeah, this is a stay on my side tonight. Yep. style track, which is. Yeah. Great. Um, uh, oh, you went to. It says Bulkhead City. Bullhead City. <laughs> I did. Um, uh, right before your Red Hot Chili Pepper show. I would have stayed in Bullhead City, to be honest. Um, but how was that? It was good. It was nice to oh, see my Arizona. dad. Yeah, yeah. It was nice to see my dad. Went out there, checked up on him, made sure he was all staying cool in 109 degree weather. He would have loved it. Um, so, yeah, I was out there. Um, we hung out, got some donuts, got some lunch. Just nice. yeah, kind of watched a little TV. You know, that kind of just what we used to do out here. But, you know, and it's not bad, man. It's like a a little five hour drive. Um, I got some time to listen to. uh, Yeah, what did you listen to on the way out and on the way back? On the way out, I listened to. So, uh, country music, actually. I don't know what it is about driving my truck, but I always put on some country music. Um, On the way. um, Yeah, that kind of era. It's like the chicks was in there. Uh, Martina McBride, Trisha Yearwood. Garth Brooks isn't on Spotify, so they've got uh, Brooks Jefferson. He's the knockoff. If only there were a way for you to have. <laughs> I mean, we have. have a, I can get. Things. I can listen to him on Amazon. I, right. Right. So is he exclusively on Amazon? On Amazon, or yes, are you going to yeah, tell me that he's? No. Okay. All right. I didn't think so. So I don't know where you he's were going. He's also with. just in my Apple Music. Cause, sure. You know, sure. Yeah. I just added the songs, and then they were there. I could hear them. Yeah, so on the way back, man, it hit my first, um, my first monsoon in in like in oh, driving ever. It was amazing. I had to pull off to the side of the road, um, because it was just so intense. Now, some may call me a wimp, but I think that it was just really cool to experience. I pulled off the road and went off of um, oh, what was the road? It was a it was a, the perfect road to, to pull off of. Um, it's like the equivalent of Zizix. Road when you're yeah, coming right. back from Vegas, where you can it's just like a, a little bit of an off ramp, and then there's a dirt yeah. area you can loop around. It was just like that. Um, it was pounding so hard I couldn't see in front of me anyway. So yeah, it was cool. It was great. That's it came in, said. raced through, and then uh, and then I, I got back on the road about 15 minutes later. Awesome, man. Yeah, man. It was all around. It was a wonderful trip. Nice. And then uh, what was I going to say? There was one other thing. Ah, we are now Alex. We are now patrons. Of one Alex Melton. I so, saw that. Yeah, man. Uh, th- that's me being thirsty and trying to get him on the pod. So <laughs> um, there it is. Uh, shall we talk about Sunday? Uh. Yeah. A uh, Sunday. Because Sunday, that, comma, well, A. Sunday, Sunday, parentheses, A, is how it's listed on ASCAP repertory. Um, oh, really? Because I t- searched for a uh, Sunday and it did not show up. And I said, huh, that doesn't make sense. And uh, I learned my lesson from last time. I just put the yeah. word Sunday. And Perfect. it was. 
Um, this from the album Clarity, also on the Lucky Denver Mint Protos promo CDR, the Lucky Denver Mint Maxi single, uh, and the Clarity Phoenix Sessions. Uh, it is track 5 of 13, uh, 4 of 15 on the demos. Um, it was released February 23rd, 1999, uh, and the Phoenix Sessions public release was November 17th, 2021, produced by Mark Trombino, recorded at all kinds of places that we've talked about in the past, including Capitol and Sound City. Uh, writing credits is Jimmy Eat World, singer is Jim. Uh, here are the crew uh, that I have on here, uh, featured players. You got Suzy Katayama on the cello and string arrangement, Joel De Ruin on violin, Mark Trombino on the Rebirth, uh, Jim Adkins on the B3 organ, and uh, that is what I have. Now, I did want to look into this Joel guy because we had talked about him in the past, um, and the big thing that I have him on here is Violins Du Jour from 1992, uh, and he looks to be a Canadian violinist concert master and composer born in Cornwall, Ontario, July 29th, 1956. Mm. So uh, that's Susie's birthday. Not 1956, but correct. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Joel de Ruin. Um, this is, uh, yeah, that, those are the things I just pulled, was able to pull up from Discogs. Um, Capitol Records, uh, it is all kinds of, it's been all of the things. Uh, do I get a pickle with that? and uh and the like um over the years uh yes there is a demo that we can listen to momentarily uh it's been played 35 times which i thought would have been more uh 12 of which was in 2007 uh first played in concert according to setlist.fm april 29 april 9th 2002 at barrymore's music hall ottawa ontario canada which does not make sense because i have earlier audio yeah. Uh, that we will play later. Uh, most recently played February 12th, 2021 at the Ice House in Phoenix, Arizona. Notable high note of A4 and G4. Notable low notes of C, Sharp 3, and B2. 122.4 thousand listeners on Last FN. Scrabble it 590.5 thousand times. 30 of which were for me. Justin, how many Scrabbles of this <laughs> song do you have? Multiply that by 10, man. I got 303. Whoa. Yeah. This is a good jam, man. I really like this song. <laughs> Incredible. Uh, yes. What are the Spotify numbers on this? Ah, uh, yes, the old spots. Let's go back to it. Um, 1.8 million plays for this track. Um, the most played is Lucky Denver Mint with 4.3 million. But yeah. I'd say this one's a... Uh, and for me, This Is Heaven has 6 million. Ooh, yeah. that's a good track. But yeah, about the same, about one between 1. 1.2 and 1.8 million listens. Plays. It's yes. a... Uh, yeah, where does it place it? Hmm? Where, you said, where does it place it? Oh, uh, I didn't say that. No. Oh. I just said uh, plays. Ah. Um, it is a D major key, 10B Camelot, 82 BPM, and 433 duration song. And we have tabs from Fake Yellow Light. Uh, yeah. And so I'm pulling those up and seeing if there's anything of note. On them, I'm pulling this up from the old archived website, which I have a bunch of fun stuff I've found about. Yeah, it says a Sunday from the album Clarity, Drop D tuning, D A D G B E, uh, and then there's like yeah, intro, pre-chorus, guitar one and two, chorus, organ arranged for guitar. So he's uh, tabbed out the uh, organ sounds, and uh, even has the lyrics and structure here. So sweet, Bill Martin, Billy Eat World, Fake Yellow Light. <laughs> 
that is that. Um, shall we listen to the demo before we yeah, jump yeah. into the uh, lyrics here? And uh, I did not listen to the demo while reading the lyrics to see if anything had changed. So I'm going to hit play here and let's see what we get. Tape hiss, man. I'm going to ride the gain just in case. On a Sunday, I think Groovy bass, uh, or um, yeah, bass drum too. Straight to the bridge. Yeah. No chorus. Yeah, man. We're a third of the way through the song, though. I mean, yeah. It could come back. Now we're on verse three. Yeah. Oh, got a baby in there. Baby. Got a baby. I know he does that live. I forget if it's on the album version. Oh, straight back to the... Yeah, I guess this was the bridge. You think Trombino was like, I don't know, man. That sounds more like a bridge. Yeah. So we're a little over halfway with the song. Yeah. All right, let's see. Yeah, we're two-thirds of the way. Okay. Yeah, whatever this is for the bridge. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. Very Rivers Cuomo. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Sweet. Well, there it is. Man. So quite different. A minute less than the album version. So we've got no verse two. The bridge is the chorus. No (laughs) chorus. And, uh, yeah. And aside from a baby, the lyrics were pretty much... Like for like. Correct. Yeah, 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 for sure. All right. Well, let's jump into the lyrics. Yeah. uh, See what we got. I've got the archived sites lyrics, which were typed up by 
Zach and or given to him by Jim. And then uh, I assume you pulled from Genius. I did. Sweet. I'll, uh, right. I'll A-B it for you. All right, man. Let me know. Okay, here we go. This is a Sunday. Uh, I'll do the whole entire verse hey, it is as a, a block. It is, man. Still. On a Sunday, I'll think it through. On the drive back, I'll think it through. What you wish for won't come true. Live with that. With that. So while Sunday could be an arbitrary day of the week, I feel like it represents, in this case, end of the week. Okay, so I end my weeks on Sunday. Uh, there's people that end their weeks on Saturday, right? And Sunday's like the beginning of their week. Is that how it works? Like people consider? Theoretically, to the Gregorian calendar, Sunday is the first day of the week. And okay. Susie thinks I'm a monster for getting, when I get like a day planner or something, I get one that where Monday is the start of the week. Um, because I don't feel like I should have to turn my page for the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so and i think that's what this represents here is that the fact that they have this this titled out um it, it represents the end of the week uh and it, it's important to to note in my in my um interpretation of this song and he's driving and thinking about what just happened mulling over his decisions uh like there's something he's hoping for wishing for but knows it won't come true and the very last line he has to live with that reality live with that live with that. It's almost like it's like a mantra. He's telling himself, these are the things that are happening. I'm thinking this through and what you wish for won't come true. Live with that, with that. I have to be okay with that. And then the second verse here and on a Sunday. So this may be simultaneously that she thought it through. Now, as I drive back, there's 36 less hours. I have to change the course. I send myself. I got to live with that. What if a that. course one sends themselves? Uh, I think a, a decision, a choice. Like when you make your mm. own bed, or the, you have to lay in the bed sure. that you make, right? What's, so I well, think that's what they're saying. It's a long drive, right? Um, and I guess like the, I guess maybe it's a play on words. There's 36 less hours I have to change the course. I send myself. So uh, the choice he's made, he could change his mind at some point during this long drive. Is that the? Well, what I thought was like, what what is 36 hours? Uh, and it, it's a day and a half. So mm-hmm. I thought by this being Sunday, something happened on Friday night or mm. but he's gone through Saturday and now into Sunday. Um, now he's he's lost that time. There's 36 less hours in my life. I have to change the course that I've sent myself. So, so he's been on this path. For oh, I see. There's 36 less half. hours. I have to change the course I send myself. Right. right. I see. I thought it was so, that he had 36 less hours to change the course he had, but yeah, that's how, and this is how I interpreted it um, mm-hmm. from that preceding verse where it's, he's just like this, he's on this drive back. And I, I mean, it takes me back to my futures days, man, just driving to my truck, thinking about stuff yeah, for man. hours. Okay. Uh, and then finishing this off with, I got to live with, so that, with that. Was <laughs> Gas was so cheap. <laughs> um, so he's arguing over he's he's arguing with himself over changing his path in life um, or this decision that he's made and where fate may take him. He and he has to be OK with that. You know, I've made a decision. I've made a choice. I've I've set myself on this path and I have to be OK with that. Um, you know, what's crazy is about about 30 minutes ago, you had a, a fly in your mouth. That was like God damn. I can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> OK. 
and then the chorus <laughs> reads thusly here. The haze clears from your eyes on a Sunday. The haze clears from your eyes on a Sunday. On a Sunday. And, and on this particular Sunday, the haze, I believe the fogginess or the inability to see clearly is going away. He, he's, he's reaching that moment of clarity um, and he's fi- finally seeing clearly. Hey, that's and, the name of the this, album. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which I think is a lot of these tracks are about um, about understanding and, and finding clarity. It's, a, it, it's, it's like a whole theme, man. Uh, and all of this happens on a Sunday. Do you think there's a this religious happens. connotation at all this? It sounds very like choral. I mean, there isn't a chorus to speak of, but the the you know bells that sort of bring us into it, um, and especially like when we hit the haze clears from your eyes on a Sunday, there is that organ which I associate with the church a little uh-huh. bit, um, and maybe you know with with the clarity of Sunday, you can think about the things that maybe you drank yourself through Friday and Saturday night. I could absolutely see that. I know I you can't say that that Jim's not going to write about religion because they've been affected by religion, you know, especially with yeah. um you know, people leaving for missions and stuff. It's just like it's one of those things that you got people in a band, everyone's going to be a little bit different. So yeah, this certainly could be about Sunday and reaching that moment of clarity at the end of the week when you're going to start your the week, mm. you know, get, get that last that final reset 7 days in. Yeah. Uh and then verse 3 on a Sunday, go once around, because when the ride's done, the hopes that you have carried, they fall out from your hands back to the ground. Live I with it that. Was go on ahead. Uh, where he says go once around. Yeah. Oh, so funny. I, I mean, I hear the I hear the around pretty clearly in my head, though. Yeah, let me listen. But I can hear the clear. go. Let's let's see if this uh, pauses. <laughs> I hope it doesn't pause audition. It's Sorry, I thought I was closer. Yeah. It's coming. Yeah. Yeah. I just always said, go on ahead. (laughs) (laughs) I go on ahead, go once around. Well, I guess it makes more of a difference when you hear my interpretation of it, but it still makes sense. Uh, so then he repeats again. Uh, they fall out from your hands back to the ground. Live with that. With that. So we've got they fall out from your hands back to the ground. Live with that. With that twice now. Yeah. Uh, in this verse. And I think this is a moment of deep reflection. He is assessing his whole life. He's taking that trip around, going around if it's a week or if it's another year of his life. You know, people say he took another trip around the sun. Um when it's all said and done, the ride, which could be their relationship or life in general, may not be exactly what they wanted it to be. And you can try and hold on to it, but your hopes may crash onto the ground. They fall out from your hands back to the ground, these hopes that you've carried. Uh, and it's nothing you can control sometimes, so you must live with that. Um, I think we've I've mentioned this in, a, in another couple of episodes, uh, but it's is it the... Do they say this at, at um, AA? It's, it's the... Uh, it, it, it allow me to handle the things that, so that I, can, I cannot change, except the things I cannot change. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, that acceptance. Yeah, so I think that's what he's saying here. He's reiterating this: is that they, I need to be okay with these things not going my way. 
if my life falls apart, um, I can only do so much. You know, I've spent this time reflecting. I've spent the time in my car um, thinking this through, this decision that I made, whatever this decision may be. Um, and our best intentions can always, you know, they can fall apart and, and smash into pieces on the ground. Uh, and then we have the chorus again. And now we have this very cool bridge. I love how the bridge comes in. Uh, learn as the drugs leave. Learn as you lose it. You will. I think the the key here is learning. Learn as the drugs leave. Learn as you lose it. You will. I mean, you're going to lose it. Uh, and this could be any kind of mind-altering substance. It, it could even be dopamine, right? Yeah. Uh, the result of being so consumed and now That's it's over. Idea. That dopamine is going away and the reality is setting in. Um, and you'll you'll arrive at that moment of clarity whether or not it's happy or sad. And hopefully yeah. you've learned from from what just happened to you at the end yeah, of the day. Yeah, I was day. super sober growing up and uh I definitely like this resonated for me seeing all my friends like start going down the path of like whether it was experimenting or getting a like really really f- dedicating their lives to like consuming drugs and alcohol at the time to- at the time when we were kids essentially, right? Right. Um and uh, and feeling like they were going to lose all their opportunities that they were going to have that they could have had presented to them because that was more important to them than. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's uh, I mean, it, high school is such a like a mixed bag of people. I mean, it, I had a lot, a lot of friends. I'd say more acquaintances, but I had really, really I'd say a good set of about four really close friends there was four of us and thank goodness we 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 never you know pursued any of that stuff and so i mean i, I definitely I spent my 20s like still fighting for that and so with mm. more people that i met that it was like it was in some places it was legal to have you know a drink someplace and i was like i still wasn't drinking and i yeah. thought to myself i was just i was kind of short-sighted at that point in my life uh, but yeah you're, i mean it's 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 tough to be on one on one side of this and uh did you start working at an early age how old were you when you got your first job yeah i did i got um so i was 15 and a half when i got when i was hired at applebee's Um, oh wow all all i could do was do yep i did i got my work permit and i and i was able to work there so when i turned 16 um i was able to to you know officially work there i didn't have to use the work permit from school at all yeah so it was good yeah i was like i was it was right when i got my um right when i got my license to or the permit to drive i couldn't drive with yeah, anybody yeah. else but i could drive myself to work and back and that was it yeah so i started there early and spent get, 10 years yeah i guess i never had to get a work permit because i worked for my dad for a while and then i ended up working in the box office at the theater where i was sort of dedicating my life at the time so uh-huh. like from 12 to like I, we talked about this before from like 12 to 23 like for a span of like 11 or 12 years like i was deeply deeply devoted to doing theatrical productions but specifically like when i'm 12 and all my kid all my friends are like all my skateboarder friends are like starting to experiment with drugs and stuff and i'm like well no i have to like be somewhere people are expecting me to be somewhere at a certain time and like i was in charge of the props or the lights or the sets or all these things and i was like no these people like depend on me i can't not i can't go fuck around with whatever you guys want to go do I have to be somewhere at a certain time and people are counting on me. Um, How very adult of you. I mean, maybe that's what it was. It was like when I was, um, I think, you know, my, my stepdad instilled a lot of responsibility in me. So when I left the house early, I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to do, I didn't want to, I didn't want to follow his path 
and learning what he yeah. wanted me to learn. So I wanted to do my own things so like hey, get out of the house. So I left, but I held on to that. Early. Did you move out before you were 18? Um, no, I was 18, but I wasn't planning on moving out. I see. I was not planning on moving out. I was planning on staying at home. And that, but then, uh, when I started more part of college and he's like, if you're not going to do, if you're not going to do architecture and you're not going to do business, um, you got to get out. And so I was like, bye. But I held on to the, all of the responsibility. Like I had my savings that I left with and I had, uh, you know, it's, it's like I had to, I had to survive. I had to find a place yeah. to live and all that. So I think that that kind of pushed me to like kind of what you had where it's like you felt like a, a responsibility for yourself. Yeah. I was going to yeah. play. I thought this was going to start a little differently. <laughs> this is taking too long. All right, you three. This is your last chance. Do not screw it up. Yes, sir. I should have played this and watched together. You can't say the word responsibility that many times without thinking of MXPX. Oh. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> Thank you for that. It's a great video. I forgot about that. That was uh, George Went. Uh, oh, really? Who, who's yelling at them in the yeah golf course there? Anyway, yeah. Responsibility. What's that? Um. Yeah, man. Same. same. So yeah, the theater really instilled a lot of uh, responsibility on me. But yeah, by the time I was eighteen, Susie and I had like met, and so I was always flirting with her. I guess I stayed at home until I was like about nineteen, and I essentially moved in with her and her mom. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> it was closer to uh to school and uh yeah yeah wild wild and crazy stuff yeah young kids man kids turning into adults get um, almost being forced into it <laughs> mm-hmm. well, well okay anyway there that's it that's for the lyrics that's what we've got so those are them um, um, those are them <laughs> uh some track notes uh i've got the band track by track i'll go ahead do you did you pull this up at all i did not know I'm gonna um, send you Jim's blurb. I'll read thank Zach's you. blurb. All what right. Do you think of that? What do you think of them apples? All right, man. Here's Zach's blurb. The key to this song was making the choruses more soft and intimate compared to the verses. It wasn't until we made that adjustment did the song really come together nicely. A Sunday is still one of our more successful attempts at capturing a song on a recording. It just really translated well on tape. Uh, and here's Jim. Uh, we started recording Clarity at Sound City in Van Nuys. We had good luck doing drums for Static there, so we decided to try it again. Sunday has one of my favorite drum sounds. The slower tempo and low overdub count let the drums breathe. You can hear why the big room is the expensive room. I think that <laughs> is Sylvia Massey's B3 organ we borrowed for an mm. afternoon. This is also where Mark showed us the program Rebirth. For a while, we wasted many, many hours tweaking in the lame beat vortex Convinced it might just be the right thing for certain parts in other songs. Let me tell you about Sylvia Massey. She is uh, Sylvia Lenore Massey is an American record producer, mixer, engineer, instructor, and author. Uh, Massey is renowned for her multifaceted production, mixing, and engineering skills with her first major breakthrough occurring with 1993's Undertow, the full-length triple platinum selling debut for Los Angeles alternative metal band Tool, as well as her work with System of a Down, Johnny Cash, Red Hot Chili Peppers, and Brazilian band South Cry. So that is Sylvia Massey. 
So a Red Hot Chili Peppers tool adjacent B3 organ was used for this uh, <laughs> organ sound. Sick. Yeah, man. Um, Rocketfuel.com blurb. Uh, this might be similar to that Jim quote. Uh, I guess that this song is about driving south on I-17 from Flagstaff, Arizona, back home to Phoenix after a weekend visiting old college friends. I was hungover. It was a Sunday morning, and I was thinking about a girl in Phoenix. I guess I realized that it just wasn't going to happen and that I didn't really want it to. Interesting. Hmm. That's what uh, I found on Rocket Fuel. Um, There was a bit of a blurb on Wikipedia that mentions this. Uh, On a Sunday, the band focused on making the chorus sections sound softer and more intimate than the verses. I feel like this is all just referencing the uh, track-by-track breakdown, looking at it. So, (laughs) (laughs) Yep, they even mentioned the B3 organ being borrowed. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Never mind, Wikipedia, thanks. Um, Consequence of sound has that article uh, where they rank how Jimmy Eat World an album sounds, and the Jewishness of Clarity uh, mentions this song. Uh, for better or worse, this album stamped them with the emo label, and so, yeah, you can find proof of that everywhere. The title tracks, Wait for Something Better, Will know when? Uh, will I Know When It Can Be Us, Maybe That Doesn't Mean Us, Lucky Denver Mint, with... You're not bigger than this, not better, why can't you learn? Or just the entirety of A Sunday or Crush. So that is the consequence of Sound Blurb saying how Jimmy Eat World clarity is. And lastly, Mm. for me, I've got a blog post from Zach Lind from March 8th, 2005 on the old website. Last German show. So we've just got off the stage from our last German show. The German shows have been amazing. What great crowds here. It's been a great experience, and we've never felt more welcome. Our last show was in Stuttgart tonight. We started out with a few mellow acoustic songs and then started the rock. We have a we have a new booty bass version of On a Sunday that's pretty cool. And he puts On a Sunday in quotes uh, as the name of the song. Next up, Paris, see all you Parisians tomorrow. So... I wonder if the booty bass version of On a Sunday references to how they were playing it at the show, or is he calling the version that we'll talk about in a little bit the booty bass version of the song? Hmm. You know the Tokyo I guess version we'll, I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yep, was that that's my, was that sort of devised in Germany? That was March 2005, and the Tokyo version came out April 2005. So yeah, that sort of tracks. Yeah. yeah. Um. Should we jump into the one take video? Yeah, let's do that. Um, do, <laughs> do you have that that video up in YouTube? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll pull it do up you, here on Watch Together. <laughs> do you see or my? Do you com- want me to? No, I just want you to read my. Can you see my comment? <laughs> oh, let's see. <laughs> Look at this. Thirteen. Now is this a AC Slater Seventeen's version of the song? Um, shoot, it was. Let there were many which, uploads of this song. Let me see which one. This is... Uh, yep, Millerman. Man, this is just so calming to me. But like Vad10 said, it's got this insanity about it. In- and Future Past, right beneath you 14 years ago. Well, yeah, not always, crazy, but whenever you can, it's not the band's fault. It's the venues. Jimmy E. World has always been that down-to-earth relation with the fans so he must be responding this is like old school 14 years ago youtube comments where like this was probably in some order back then right yeah 
But I just thought, I, I love that video so much. And I was trying to think where I was 13 years ago when I watched it. I, 13 years ago, I was probably at traffic school taking a break in the middle of the day and came across <laughs> it. <laughs> Does it have a timestamp on your comment here? Let's see. Uh, nope, not giving me that. It's just one no. of the video. Now, one thing I did do was I was able to source the video off of, so I got the video raw from their website, and it's not much better than the quality here on YouTube. But along uh-huh. with that, I found a lot of other video content that I don't know oh, is sweet. all available on YouTube at the moment. So I downloaded it all. So we are going to have some fun on Patreon soon <laughs> going through all that Hell yeah. video content. But in the meantime, let's go ahead and watch this together. Jimmy Eat World, a Sunday Japan one take music video, and then we'll talk about it. Yeah, booty bass. There it is. Yeah. On a Sunday, I think get through. Look at that old MacBook Pro. On the drive That's probably a power book I think in 2005. This is Jim with his Futures Era hair. USB mic walking around this business district in Tokyo with the cherry blossoms a bloomin'. That's so beautiful. Oh, the lanterns, man. Yeah, man. have all this anxiety the way he's walking around with that power book not because i'm worried that he's going to drop it but actually twofold now where his fingers are is very close to the power button on that yeah. model of computer <laughs> and also that computer has a spinning disc on a Sunday. <laughs> didn't matter <laughs> no man <laughs> Nice, I'm assuming Zach shot this pan around the uh, vending machine. What a look. Yeah, man. He looks like Jack White here. This is only six years after the song was released, like, if you think about that. Sunday. I want to go find this street and do a side-by-side uh, video, like the one I did.
Sound like this as you lose air. Yeah, sing it out, Jim. One take. So he's only nine years older than me. That's kind of interesting to think about. Mm, man. <laughs> Rad. Could watch that so, <laughs> over and over. Yeah, I know. I know you're a big fan of that. We've talked about that <laughs> that video before for sure. Um, I guess I yeah, I'm probably not in the comments there, but I'm not one. I'm not a comment a comment man. Um mm-hmm. so this is what I pulled from hip 182. I think this is I think Hip182 also uploaded this, and I just happened to pull this from the description. The story goes that the Jimmy Eat World guys were stuck in Tokyo waiting for a flight with nothing to do. Jim had been playing around with some music creation software and, as a learning exercise, had created an electronic version of On a Sunday. In quotes, also, On a Sunday. I guess lots of people call the song Mm. On a Sunday. So here's a little bit more context. This is still archived on the site available for download. I don't think they gave any context for it on the site. I linked to something. I'm opening it up. It is spinning. Yeah, it just takes me to videos from the road, um, a section of their website back in the day. And then Jim had a blog post um, on the site about this. We just put up a self-produced video for a Sunday, in quotes. Single quote, if that helps for you. Um, if you have seen us play in Europe lately, or you were at the benefit show in Scottsdale for Save the Family Foundation of Arizona, then you may have seen us play an acoustic version of Sunday with all 808 sounding drums playing from a track. Aha! The booty bass version. Yeah. I think we were at the airport heading out for Japan, and I had an idea of making a video like this. Seems like we are, uh, seems like we get. <clears throat> our strangest inspiration sitting around airports. What you see in the video is me recording the main vocal walking around in the Shibuya area of Tokyo. I love the business types bowing to each other at the end of it. Check it out. It may be on our video section here at the blog or in the multimedia section back on top. Posted April 18th, 2005 by Jim. I'm still clearing my throat. There was a fly in there. I don't know if I told you. (laughs) <laughs> I'm very upset about it. Um, so yeah, I mean, just one of the goaded re-recordings of a song ever. Even with the oh yeah, I mean, he's recording those vocals right there, live in the street. It's so yeah, good. And, in one take, no less. Yeah, yeah, man. With a little shitty, I mean, USB mics. We're on USB mics right now, but USB mics then were uh, <clears throat> not great. 
I'm gonna die. <laughs> um, <laughs> forever feeling that fly in there. <laughs> I never. Oh, fuck. I mean, you have to guess that it. It's not far fetched for us to have a fly in the house at times, but I don't remember seeing a fly. Is it possible it was in there from the brewery? No. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Right. No. Probably right. not. I mean, I, I've caught flies any any kind of liquid. I mean, they go, they go, they want to have yeah. a little sip, sippy sip. And how do yeah. you, the fly's drunk off his ass, clearly, yeah. and then falls in so into the drink and then <laughs> right into your mouth. <laughs> Here's the thing is I'm not above, oh, I'm visiting some foreign country or somebody's got some taco club grasshoppers or something. I'm not above being like, oh, I'll try it. Uh. Like, I'm not going to be like gung ho, like, oh, what? It's just a grasshopper. Like, I'm not that guy. Like, come on. We all fucking get it. Like, no, this is not normal eating a chocolate covered grasshopper. Will I do it? Yeah, I'll take a bite. But like, this isn't cool, man. <laughs> <laughs> this it was an uninvited insect into my mouth. And a fly of all things. Ugh. I know. I'm not happy about it. <sighs> Oh, man. (laughs) Wise guy Um had something to say about this from the music subreddit. A Sunday is a Jimmy Eat World classic. The production is quite good on this song, says Wise Guy Um. All right. What else do you have? Do you have any articles or reviews? I got a few. I got a few here. Here, take a look at this. uh, That's just the the image at the top of this article. Um, Jim's pumpkin pie haircut there. Uh, This is from AV Club. (laughs) Wait. (laughs) You can't just drop. What does that mean? What's a pumpkin pie haircut? How does a this pumpkin pie haircut? Pumpkin pie? Well, it's the same haircut that Lloyd Christmas had. It's just parted a okay. little bit. <laughs> but why is it a pumpkin pie? I guess you I know. I don't know why they call well. him. <laughs> but I'll I'll uh, I'll always see that it, he just looks very uh, juvenile there, very young. Sure, yeah. it's, it's early Jim. That's a unibrow Jim. Look at Tom's face. Yeah, I know. He looks he had, that is a smirk if I've ever seen one. And then what the he hell is up with Zach? In after the fact? Yeah, he does. Look at well, Zach in the back. Shoulders are compared to everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> it's like is, is it, everybody else on an Apple box? Like maybe he was. What if he was? No, there's shadow on him. He was. Yeah, there. <laughs> it's a strange Photoshop. order. It's a strange photo. <laughs> I just You're can't right. stop looking at Tom's eyes. <laughs> So right. this so, article, yes. okay, uh, here yeah, we go. it's it's from AV Club. Moving out from the middle, uh, sixty minutes of eternal adolescence with Jimmy World uh, by AA Dowd, uh, July sixteenth of twenty eighteen, and they did a little some blurbs about their songs, and this was for a Sunday, uh, and they wrote this: a commercial failure that got the band unceremoniously dropped by Capitol Records. Nineteen ninety nine's Tender Clarity has risen to the level of cherished cult classic. A generation of sad sacks now credited for inspiring them to pick up guitars and put their ennui to song. The ennui? lovely ennui is that it? Yeah, I believe so. Ennui. Well, today I learned uh, to put their <laughs> ennui to song. The lovely a Sunday epitomizes the album's influential appeal. That ache in Adkins' voice, the throb of instruments yeah. consuming it. Credit the <laughs> rhythm section. <laughs> ache and throb. Uh, yeah, baby. Rick Take Birch me, and baby. Zach Lynn Take for me, the Daddy. song's tight. Songs tight oh, stomp. There's a lot of there's a lot of innuendo in here, right? This double entendre is that what it is? Double entendre. I like AA's ennui here. <laughs> ennui. Mm. Uh, and the tinkling bells and church organ that provide his ambiguous lyrics with an almost religious significance. Look at that. 
Jimmy World would soon adopt a more robust mainstream style, but in its vulnerability and adventurousness, Clarity remains special. <laughs> Ennui. Ennui, uh, baby. Yes. Oh, this was cool. This was from MTV.com. Oh, wow. From James Mo- James Montgomery, oh, April 28th. Yeah, uh, April 28th, Wait, April 2005. 2005, I assume. Yes. Yep. I'll bet yeah. I'll bet that's where I learned of this version was from James Montgomery's blog. Okay. Um Man, remember we reached out to James, he didn't want to come on the pod. Yeah. Oh yeah? I mean, wasn't, he didn't respond. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> he never got back to us. Um yeah, this does this I'm not reading anything that you've that you've uh read, right? He, uh, there's there's some no, bits no, of this. No, 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 not at all. I'm I'm okay. saying 20-year-old me, when this was released, read this probably from James Montgomery's blog. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, because, and the reason I say that is because the area that I have flagged off here, it mentions the airport and all this. But I'm going to read it anyway. There's only a few lines. Um, so yeah. this is uh, titled, Jimmy Jimmy World Taking Next Video Into Their Own Hands. Band, band wants to defy major label protocol by shooting Futures Clip on its own. Uh before they became flush with major label cash, Jimmy Eat World had to rely on good old-fashioned ingenuity to make things happen. Everything they did, from booking shows and studio time to hawking merch and demo cassettes, they did on their own. Believe it or not, some bands actually work this way. So it should come as no surprise that they're taking that same DIY approach to their videos. While on tour in Japan earlier this month in support of last year's Futures album, frontman Jim Adkins picked up his camera and power book and started making short movies in his free time. He started out filming intraband debates about the merits of Bon Jovi, but eventually he made a full-blown music video. And then this is the quote from Jim. Uh, we had been messing around with one of our older songs, A Sunday, during our tour, and we're just sitting around at the airport in Tokyo, and bassist Rick Birch started filming me walking around, Adkins said. So I just walked around and recorded a new vocal track while we were filming. Rick is the cameraman. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. When you're on the road, you got to do something to avoid the boredom. And then... Uh, then it goes on to say Atkins posted the video on Jimmy World's tour blog and fans reacted. Uh, and then they go on, yeah, to talk about the mu- music video for uh, futures that they were going to attempt. But yeah, another uh, another words, uh, another few words from Jim on uh, being bored inside the airport. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, oh, this was a really this is a good article. It's a it's it's a Phoenix New Times article, a big one. But I'm only going to read the first. Baby. Uh, the yeah the first couple of paragraphs um this is from pete cattell march 5th 2009 uh jimmy world a decade of clarity so i'm just going to read the first couple of paragraphs but i would uh urge listeners to pursue this article and uh, and read the rest of it because it is good uh considering the hyperbole that usually precedes any discussion regarding uh the merits of an album tagged as emotional punk rock or emo i should have an amazing anecdote about jimmy world's 1999 magnum opus clarity Something about how the song 10 got me through my parents' divorce, or how For Me This Is Heaven gave me the courage to get to second base for the first time in the back of my mom's town and country. Or perhaps even how the chiming melodies of A Sunday made me pull a gun out of my mouth during my darkest hours as a teenager. Sadly, none of these hackneyed anecdotes is even remotely true. Come to think of it, I can't even remember being grounded at any point in my youth. How (laughs) un-emo. There's nothing romantic or whimsical about the first time I heard the first single off of the album that quickly became my favorite record of all time, and which is, 10 years later, still my favorite record of all time. I heard Lucky Denver Mint on the radio while sitting in my bedroom in suburban Akron, Ohio, sorting my Magic the Gathering cards for an upcoming tournament and eating a block of Kraft cheese as if it were a candy bar. God, is this my clone? I don't know. Uh, I had just secured a spot on the JV bowling team earlier that day. 
A few days earlier, I triumphantly had managed to land a date to homecoming with a girl whom I remember being regarded as popular and attractive. My social life revolved mostly around skateboarding, talking to girls on AOL, and frittering away what social capital I had with a gaming habit that was only marginally less dorky than Dungeons and Dragons. I was 15 years old, and life was good. (laughs) That's incredible. Yeah. So it's a good good little article from Pete Cattell uh, talking about life in the Midwest, listening to uh, Jimmy Eat World. Now... Uh, Two other things that are kind of brief here, but they are accompanied by media. So first thing was a punknews.org, very short, um, Jimmy World, A Sunday Live. Do you have that that video? Or I'm sorry, the, I guess it's, um, it's all audio. There's no video. Which you have, I have many. This would be the, I believe this is the acoustic one. It is labeled what I, and what I believe to be the live version. I couldn't link the link in punk news right here. Okay, the link um, in Punk News doesn't work. It goes back to a Twestival FM page, which my guess is it's this one that I can play here. If did you want me to play it? Um, well, go ahead and play a little bit of it. I think it's the one that we have. This is from the AOL yep. session. That's it. Yeah. The yeah. low end on those Man. strings sounds so good. Dude. It does. <laughs> that sounds so crisp. And I love how he does those little, um, the harmonics, the pinch mm-hmm. harmonics up there at yeah, the man. top, man. Uh, so, yeah, I'm glad we found that. That was one of the things that I wanted to make sure I found before. Um, so that's all this mm-hmm. one, this punknews.org article mentioned. And then they pointed to that Twestival FM page, which I looked back at Twestival and it looks like it was just a, it says Twestival FM is powered entirely by artists and bands on Twitter. They're uploading tracks from all around the world for you to enjoy and download. And then it looks like it had, you know, fallen on hard times. And, and <laughs> no longer. really dramatic. <laughs> uh, yes. So that was that. The other one was another Phoenix New Times. And this was one yeah, that I was, I was going to, I was about to ask you about finding it, but I, I imagine you came across this one too. The Academy is. And this Providence yes. covered Jimmy Eat World's A Sunday. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> Many a time. I yeah. just chose one. Uh, I have a okay. pro shot one. Uh, oh, you do? Okay. Pro shot? Yeah. Yeah, this let's see that like, one. All right. Here we go. I did not watch it. What do I know the Academy is from? I'll find that while we watch Well, those. okay. Real, yeah. We can talk oh. about that. Give it a whirl, eh? Yeah. Here, I'll pause it. It what, was... What you, what, so the only way I know the Academy is, is because... Addison had his little solo project the called the yeah the ACAD the Academy and on his face on his Facebook or his MySpace it said the Academy comma not the Academy is so I had to go searching for what the hell the Academy is was mm. and so that's how I found out about them still didn't listen to their their music but that's oh, how Addison's I knew them. gonna be so mad at me so uh, let's go ahead and real quick find uh, the Academy is. Before we before we run into this now, so the Academy is let's what, what's their their most popular song is called Oh I love this song, <gasps> Justin. This song is so good. Is it about a girl? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know the song? 
Let's see. It's so good. It's the bizarre love triangle. Uh, oh, yeah, you're right. Progression. I love this song. Oh, so good. Oh, yeah. So good. Yes. That's a great song. So now, yeah, once they got to that chorus. I oh won't definitely play too much of it, but here is a little bit of the ACAD, which is a precursor to Streets of Rage, which became People Mover. Which is a band I was in, so this is very, very, very early. But I do love like I love all of Addison's music. Yeah, me too. And he's announced it now, he's moving back to LA. I'm so excited. Yeah, man. He's got all kinds of stuff. <laughs> He's got fun, a lot of cool projects stuff going, going on. on. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> all right. Sweet. Um, uh, okay. Let's listen to this. Uh, this. Uh, yeah. Academy is now. I'm very excited to listen to this because I love that song. I didn't realize that was the Academy. Is. <laughs> here, here it goes. I love the hair here. And then like you got you got like a. You got to, let's see, the guy over there on the left looks like he's in red jumpsuit apparatus. The guy next to him looks like he's in 311. The guy in the middle looks like he's in Panic at the Disco <laughs> circa 19, or uh, 2006. Right. It does look like. And then the two guys on the right look like they're in Incubus. Specifically the dude all the way on the right who's got no shoes on in the parking lot. <laughs> it's yeah, a very you're eclectic right. band. It does, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's right. Brandon Boyd. Yeah, totally. From an album called Clarity. Wonderful song. <laughs> it's called simply a Sunday. I say pro shot, but there's at least microphones to it. Yeah. He looks like if Rupert Cuomo was in Panic at the Disco. Oh, totally. With yeah, <laughs> very uh, blue, blue Almera. Yeah. Oh, he's doing that harmony. Pardon me. Yeah. Look at oh, who's that guy in the back leaning? Look like he looks like that. Um, British pop star that plays acoustic guitar, but then, like, when you listen to his music, you're like, oh, this is just straight pop music. This isn't what I thought it was at all. <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> oh, come on. Ed Sheeran. Have oh. you ever listened to Ed Sheeran? <laughs> Ed Sheeran what? looks yeah, he like does. he would play songs that sound like this, but Ed Sheeran's music is very pop like yeah. driven. Yeah. And not, doesn't sound anything <laughs> like this. The 
Ed Sheeran. <laughs> I'm digging this. This is good. On a Sunday. Ed Sheeran seems like a cool dude. He does. Let's get him on the pod. Yeah, come on, Ed. I'll bet Ed's got... Let, let me look up Ed Sheeran, Jimmy Eat World. Let's see if he's got Jimmy Eat World takes. No, what? It literally just ended up searching for Ed Sheeran. <laughs> Remove Jimmy Eat World altogether. They, they, they cannot be... Uh, uh, somebody put thinking out the middle. There's an Ed Sheeran versus Jimmy Eat World thing here. Oh, literally a song that sounds like that. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Don't write yourself off yet. No, doesn't work. Um <laughs> overpass graffiti. Yeah, it's just a bunch of people talking about like mash doing mashups. I'm not seeing a lot of uh Ed Sheeran talking directly about Jimmy World, which means the the world needs it. The world's the world's thirsty. Or, for right. It, so. Yeah. Right. So okay. So now we've listened to a little bit of the Academy is playing the song. Was there more context you had? Oh, there was just a, a description of where they had recorded it. Um, the pop rock act stomped by the NK2 studio in Seattle last week uh, when they oh, decided so. to cover the popular track from Mesa's Jimmy World 1999 Clarity album. Uh, while the cover is practically spot on and a good one, it makes me miss the live version that I witnessed with New Times music editor Martin Sismar during the band's last stop on their Clarity X10 <laughs> tour at the Marquee Theater earlier this oh, month. What a great uh, 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 transition Segway? because I have the Clarity Live version, right? Yeah. Hell yeah. And I was at this show here in LA at the Nokia. There's a tune called Sunday. Tune. Now, what was cool here was Zach was playing this on, like, this little bell thing that he had next to his kit. I forget if he played it this way for the Phoenix Sessions. I should actually find the video of the Phoenix Sessions. Yeah. So good. Now, yeah, here, man. Ah, uh, clean. We're just jumping around in the timeline now. Uh, here they are playing it in 2021 for the Clarity, uh, for the Phoenix Sessions Clarity Live. I'm looking to see if Zach is playing this thing next to his kit here. 
I don't think so. It seems like something they would have gotten a shot of. Right. And I don't see those little bells next to Zach's kit there. Sounds so beautiful. Yeah, man. Oh no, Zach's doing it. They're not, how are they not shooting it? They got like 50 cameras and they're not doing it. Now, huh? my guess though is that Zach is doing it on a MIDI pad and not on an actual acoustic instrument next to him, like an acoustic percussive instrument next to him, um, which I did see happen. So. Um, that was the way he did it at the Clarity 10 tour. Um, anyway, yes, please, go ahead. Okay. Oh, there was nothing else. Oh, well, excuse me. <laughs> that was it. Um, that was the end of that little article. It was a very short article. Uh, it was more to present the media, and so we got both of them. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Which is great. Um, and I'm I, and I'm able to cross these off of my uh, list as as we've as we've covered some stuff. I love it. So the first performance I have of it, I guess is technically not Jimmy Eat World. It's Go Big Casino um, slash Jim Atkins at Modified Arts. Did you find anything about this? So the one that I have, I, I thought it was the same acoustic show or that that acoustic one. It said Modified Arts underneath the copy that I had from YouTube. So maybe it was the same. Mm. So may, I, either I was mistaken on which. The modified so this, arts was. This I'd love what to I'm listen about to, to play. Maybe what you were referring to, not the AOL session one that I played. That's what I. Yeah, that's got correct. it. All right. Well, pretend but they sounded I almost AOL identical. One. Uh, n- no. This is. I don't think. Let's see. This is from 2001. Right. Okay. No. So this is the one I did listen to. So that other acoustic one I heard for the first time tonight. Sweet. On Sunday, I'll think it so this is Go Big Casino? Well, it says Go Big Casino slash Jim Adkins. I had versions that just said Jim. I had versions that said Go Big Casino. I don't know what the set was at Modified Arts that night. Did he play other Go Big Casino songs? Gotcha. Let's take a look. She thought it through. Now, as I drive back, this 36 last hours. This was a Go Big Casino show. This was the third song in the set credited as a Jimmy Eat World cover. And the 
So good. Yes. So yes, it is uh Go Big Casino. Um suppo- you know, uh, credited show at least on setlist.fm. Um and this was the third song in the set that night. Um I found this. Somebody remixed did a remixed ringtone that I found on YouTube. Let's go and watch this together. I'm not exactly sure what that means. Um this is user Todo Kitai. Sounds like I gotta open these two tabs. So it says Sunday. Remixed a little. Remixed a little. I just wanted this as a ringtone, but couldn't convert it to MP3. So I'll try it from YouTube. <laughs> Remix. Well, that was uh, a little confusing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, All man. right. Let me see. Oh, I, I noticed my rave to Jade failed. So let me. Uh... So did mine. Um, but my third one. Uh, is running so let's see that's good oh let me show you this so check out your uh messages i'm gonna send you oh, this let's check it out <laughs> also <laughs> also this is what i really meant to send you so this was the uh, uh this this tracks oh, out my goodness Prinko. i can't believe I, I forgot to mention charles miller's uh yeah poster for this so yeah a sunday looks like uh three ovals overlapping mm-hmm. And it uh, looks very flower-like, warm, sun-like, you would even say. Ooh. Sun, yeah. Sun day. So, uh, very pretty. I'd love to have each one of these pieces up. If I had a long enough wall, you know. Yes, that would be great. Yeah. We looked at an apartment that might have a long enough wall for something like oh, that. Oh, man. An installation of a sort. Um, uh, so, yeah, I do love that. Thank you for sharing that. The, the mm-hmm. orange... Cons- like uh, racetrack oval shapes, um, yeah, overlapping there. Uh, a terrific sight to be seen, and uh, very excited to potentially own all of Charles Miller's prints one day. Um, what else have I? Uh, more. Oh, I did notice this. Whenever, if you just Google Jimmy Eat World a Sunday, a fan upload of the video shows up with yeah, more views right? than the bands upload. This is 138,609 views. It's quite peaceful. Upload. Yeah. It's a, it's a landscape, very blue. Um, looks like a shot from the Ozarks. Uh, maybe. <laughs> yeah, it does, huh? Yeah. Um, and then, oh, I did come across this. Although this doesn't look like the right link. So that's neat. Uh, but World Music Tabs did a video did you come across this no oh they're one of our like um accounts that we find uh that does guitar tabs and stuff like that so let me copy this link address and put this in watch together and let's see if this comes up with anything (laughs) oh it's a praise chorus this is yeah (laughs) come on i'm sort of interested now 
Well, it's fun to see how that rhythm is notated. Right. <laughs> well, never mind that. Sorry. Um, no problem. All right. Shall we jump into community? Let's do it, dude. All right. I've uh, got uh, oh two three plus song meanings comments. So you know how they're rated. These yeah. are rated. Plus three by the community. The first is X Pink Frist. Um, I think that every song on Clarity is about getting through or facing something difficult from relationships, crush, Clarity, to addictions, just watch the fireworks, and goodbyes. Goodbye, Sky Harbor. The whole message of the album is about reaching that sense of clarity when you have either bypassed your problem or at least recognized it. This song is a good example of this. Anyways, that's what I think X Pink Frist says May 13th, 2002. And the next one is very, it's a very much a book. Johnny yeah, it is. Field Goal, September 10th, 2002. So a year, uh, just a shy of a year of 9-11 uh, having happened. Jimmy, you, you, have you had this up as well? Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I do. Let's swap a, a pair of right. here. Jimmy Eat World are extremely gifted, not only for their musical talent, but for their ability to write deep, meaningful lyrics. <laughs> meaningful lyrics. This, uh, in this particular song, I think Jim, or whoever it may be, is speaking very metaphorically here. Although he's driving back from some sort of social event, when he speaks of driving, it's mainly his thought process. It is very apparent that there has been a breakup with a girl at this event, and he's now leaving the scene. However, when I look at this particular lyric... On a Sunday, she thought it through. Now, as I drive back, there's 36 less hours. I have to change the course I send myself. Live with that. Drive back is the writer distancing distancing himself from something. <laughs> uh, what I'm saying here is that it could be something as deep as marriage. To me, he and his fiance split ways 36 hours before they're about to wed. When he says that's 36 less hours, I have to change the course I send myself means that that's 36 less hours he has to prepare and spend time on his wedding. The course he's speaking of, his life, and how things would have been different had he made the commitment. As he's driving away from the life he could have had, he begins to question it, what he did, or a question if what he did was right. Because when the ride's done, the hopes that you have carried, they fall out from your hands back to the ground. Live with that. He knows all the hopes that he's carried for so long now have to be let go. And he's known and he knows once he loosens his grip on them, he will in all probability never see them again. As time goes by, he begins to realize that everything will in turn sort itself out. Learn as the drugs leave. Learn as you lose it. You will. The drugs, the drugs he's speaking of are not literally drugs i think they're emotions butterflies all the chemicals that have been swirling around his brain he's confused as time passes he slowly sorts things out and as he does the all the emotions slowly fade away and things be, have become much clearer for him as noted in the last and my favorite lyric the haze clears from your eyes on a sunday 
The haze was his blindness to the choice he had made, and as time passed, the haze slowly lifted, and he was able to understand what he had done, and now is prepared to face any consequences that may arise from it. Like I said, this is just my personal interpretation and is probably way off of what Jim was trying to imply when he wrote it. In any case, this is how I see the song, and no matter what the true meaning of the song is, it is definitely still the best on Clarity and perhaps the best Jimmy Eat World song to date. Thanks, Johnny Field Goals. Yeah, Johnny Field Goal, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so Good that find. is one community entry I have. What have you got? I got, uh, oh, you know what? Song of the Week. A Sunday, a couple years ago from JG429. Uh, this was submitted by Clarg. It's so wild to think that that uh, that Surviving came out three years ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and seeing Clarg there, it's like, nah, this was just like last year. How would they have Clarg? <laughs> um, reason, although I think the song is about alcoholism, something I've not experienced myself, it also reminds me of a really painful breakup I went through where my ex ended our relationship on a Sunday completely out of the blue and the pain I felt afterwards. It's one of the, their saddest, most emotional songs, in my opinion. <laughs> Inescapable, David. Here's Justin B. Miller with nine points on this thread. <laughs> I love the aesthetic of this one take they did in Japan. The lights, the cool little microphone, the lyrics, just beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> can't get enough, this guy. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's take a, a random poll. Submitted five months ago by Exile on Dayton Street. Uh, distraction versus a Sunday. Uh, distraction bonus track released on some UK and Japan editions of Chase This Light. A Sunday released on Clarity and was a regular staple of concerts through the Bleed American tour. Plenty of additional credits on this one. Jim on an organ. Zach with some bells. Mark Trombino with some software synth. Susie Katayama on cello and Joe DeRuin on violin. David, out of 73 total votes, where do you think it sits? Distraction versus a Sunday. I'm going to say... It's 48 and whatever the other one. Okay. 30, 30, 35, 48, Mm -hmm. 35, 48, 25. And and you think that a Sunday has 48? Yes. Okay. Well, you're right with the winner. Um, So this, the distraction only had 10 though. (laughs) So Sunday won with a landslide of 63. Yeah. Um, Nice. Yes. And then let's see. Uh, okay, I'll do one more from uh, from Reddit here. This was submitted a year ago by Angela Likes Boys. Stray Phoenix Sessions. Clarity Thoughts. Uh-oh. It's playing. <laughs> Pay no attention to the man <laughs> uh, uh, behind the curtain here. <laughs> oh, oh, I think I know what I heard there. <laughs> Losing his mind. <laughs> a lot of carbon scoring. There it like is. Yeah. Seen a lot of action. Um, God damn you! So, <laughs> oh, it's gonna be too good, man. Oh, too good. Uh, oh, so this is just, this is just a yeah straight straight Phoenix sessions clarity thoughts. Um, I missed the organ part on. Uh, gosh, why am I mix, mixing this up? A Sunday. Go back. Uh, yeah, believe in what you want. No. Oh, okay. uh, I missed the organ part on believe in what you want. I also wish they'd figured out how to include the closing bell chime part on a Sunday. Uh, also wish they segued a Sunday into crush. I've always thought of them as connected. Mm. Oh, God, the top, the top, <laughs> the top comment from Kaiju Bait. 
zero zero zero. Uh, Jim got chonky, and I love it. Hmm. <laughs> he was a was little, this regarding uh, the Phoenix sessions? Yes, it was. Yeah, Th- these are like stray Phoenix sessions. Um, okay, clarity thoughts from Angela likes boys. Uh, agree. Yaz Nasty says agreed on the bell outro to a Sunday felt incomplete. Such a small part is so important. But to my point above, it feels crazy to me that it is so important. Same with the second verse on believe in what you want. Uh, and then and that's pretty much all the commentary on a Sunday there. Hmm. OK, I'm sort of scrolling through the uh, shout box here. I mean, it's just a lot of people. Anything good? Um. Somebody, uh, I guess. S-K-B-C-H-E says, fuck emos, uh, January 2nd, 2008. And then a bunch of people saying, what? This has nothing to do with emo. And there's just a lot of people talking about, or oh, they're one yeah. of the most important emo bands of all time. Yeah, so, I saw yeah, that part. I mean, Jeez. Yeah. Unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess I'll, uh, we can uh, really quickly, we, um, oh my God, that's like a really old version. Um, we had a song called Fuck Emo in uh, Last Out the Bus and it was mostly about pop punk more than it was about emo itself true right Um, I'm trying to find like a good recording of it which is you know kind of saying <laughs> but basically it's based off of to bring it back to the pod San Dimas High School Football Rules by the Ataris so ah. uh, I'll play San Dimas High School Football Rules that's a soundboard. That's a soundboard sound we should have for sure. Oh, for sure. Um, but this is the song by the Atari Sound Games High School Football Rules. One, two, one, two, three. Leaf Stower directed this video. I don't know if I've ever seen this video. It's great. I should have played it and watched together. Yeah. God, love a pop punk like jump. Yeah. <laughs> Boom, mama. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh I guess I'll play this is later in the band, so it probably sounds better than the one we recorded. This is live at the hard right. So this is our song Fuck Emo, which is essentially Oh, listen to that bass. Really poorly man. recorded bass. I don't think we play enough glass on the bus on this. Or, you know, it's the fly in my mouth that really is. <laughs> well, I got a friend that worships emo bands. Just going by spins. He just circles and owns Emo punk rock. So that's... Uh, <laughs> sounds so that's fun, man. Guy sounds like yeah, he's having fun. a great time. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, let's see. Let's see what the... So yeah. Um you know, I wanna grow. say the last time the last time you brought that up was when you were playing that show and <laughs> there was like families around. Right, that's the show. That's that the was show. that one. We had to buy everybody. Okay, I know which one you're night. talking about. 
That was, yeah. yeah, that was it. Okay. All right. And I played, you know, who else played that show was Nate Taylor, who ended up playing in People Mover with me, but we didn't know each other. Though. Yeah. He, his yeah. other band played there. <laughs> anyway, so that's uh, that's what we got. Um, I've got one more community thing. Do you have anything else? No, that's it. I ran through mine. Let me see. How do I get you to say this number? <laughs> um, I, I just don't know enough about sports, and I don't know a Dodger with this number. Um, this is... Uh, here, I'll read you the numerology. Okay. Uh, for this number. All about unconditional love, being patient while going through trials and tribulations, giving from a place of love, and finally facing life head on when it's presented to you. That's the numerology number blank is all about unconditional love, being patient while going through trials and tribulations, giving from a place of love, and finally facing life head on. Should it's presented? To you. Do you think I should be able to to glean what the number is, or is it just going to be a shot in the dark for me? No, this is a shot I in the dark. This is the best I can. All give right, you. man. I, Eighteen. Eighteen. Uh, it's twenty six. <sighs> um, I what, what could I have said for twenty six? <sighs> I don't know. I, I yeah, really see, don't know. It's just not that interesting of a number. Um, a Sunday, nineteen ninety nine. <laughs> um, through their tenure, Jimmy Eat World has taken a decidedly anti drug stance. Where applicable. A Sunday was the first stark pronouncement of this. Jim's been public about his struggles with alcohol and his decision to stop drinking earlier this decade, but has mentioned a few times in this piece, given that a Sunday has taken on a special significance and feels particularly poignant now. Uh, musically, A Sunday is one of the band's most advanced pieces, with the drama building throughout before blowing up in the final chorus. The use of strings added the perfect touch. Jim's voice carries the emotion of the song so well, and the lyrics bring a little something for everyone. The haze clears from your eyes on a Sunday. Could be taken any number of ways. I'm sure the more religious among us have used the song as a hymn of sorts. No matter what way you look at it, a Sunday is one of the true highlights from their greatest album, the kind of thing that's hard to fathom coming from a bunch of dudes in their early 20s. Also, a long-ass time ago, the band posted a video on their website of Jim walking <laughs> through the streets of Tokyo, singing a Sunday over a digitized rendition of the music. This was before YouTube was really a thing. It took me a while to find it, but here it is, based on Jim's hair, I would have to say this was during the Futures touring timeline. And all of that checks out. Good job. Jake T. O'Donnell. Good, good deduction. Good deduction. <laughs> nice work, Gumshoe. Um, yeah. So that wraps up for community for us, and we've touched on yeah. a bunch of the other versions and a couple live versions. Uh, yeah, I don't have anything. I have a Crescent Ballroom. Jim played it solo, but we're gonna know what it sounded like. Um, so, yeah. uh, shall we jump into covers? Let's do it, man. I am ready. All right, let's start with this one because I know it's going to put us to sleep and we'll want to wake back up. This is Sparrow Sleeps um, doing A Sunday from Chase This Nightlight. Again, just PTSD from that first night with Keaton and he was just so inconsolable. This didn't even help. All I think of is that night. (laughs) Yeah. Is he okay? Oh, fuck, I don't know. <laughs> you tell me. He seems fine. 
He's just not sleeping. He's crying. Lullaby renditions of your favorite Jimmy Eat World songs. Anyway, I love Sparrow Sleeps. Um, yes. Catalog. But uh, this one this one gives me PTSD. We'll come back to the other professional <laughs> cover uh, at the end, I think. Um, shall we okay. jump to... Uh, I've got a couple people from our community-ish. And then um, I've got piano, acoustic, band, uke, drums, and bass. And... Oh! I've got, if you want to fire up text-to-speech, text I've got Megan Golding. Oh, let's do that. And let's I confirmed this yeah. one has no intro on it. Okay. Let me know when you're ready. Let me clean this up. Just got to, oh, falling off his cycle, and it really ticks me off when you calculate this time and place. It's wild that it saves it in there in the session, you know, in the cookie <laughs> for so long, right? That's pretty good. <laughs> you got cookies in there. All right, man. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I track me all day. All right, I'm ready. <laughs> Track me, Daddy. On a Sunday, I'll think it through. On the drive back, I'll think it through. What you wish for won't come true. Live with that, with that. And on a Sunday, she thought it through. Now as I drive back, there's 36 less hours. I have to change the course I send myself. I gotta live with that, with that. The haze clears from your eyes on a Sunday. The haze clears from your eyes on a Sunday. On a Sunday. On a Sunday, go once around. Cause when the ride's done, the hopes that you have carried. They fall out from your hands back to the ground. Live with that, with that. <laughs> this music sounds like it's from Dateline. <laughs> Keith oh, yes. Morrison on the top, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> It was all just a quiet little town. <laughs> or was it? That was all about to change. But murder was it. <laughs> Thank you, Megan Golding, for that rousing rendition. Yeah. That was also putting me to sleep. Okay. That, with that out of the way, where do you want to where do you want to go? Um let's do Acoustic Boy. All right. Which do you, uh, which yeah, Acoustic yeah, Boy do you like? Danny Castler. Danny Castler. I've got him as my second entry here here comes danny all right castle have we seen danny before what's up guys this is uh, a sunday by jimmy world i don't know very emo look to him though oh yeah baby yeah and on a sunday i think it as I drive back, I think it through What you wish for won't come true You gotta live with that When is this from? Because, like, it's got the aesthetic of, like, 2007 Yep, totally. 2009 I was gonna say 2000 November 7th He's hanging on 2009 Jimmy World is my all-time favorite band, and I figured I would rock a quick solo, a quick acoustic jam of them. Sorry about the cracking of my voice at the uh, on the end section. Haha, <laughs> that was some straight-up puberty action happening. Hope you enjoy it. I don't recognize any of the commenters. Somebody asked if they're in drop D. 
Looks like it. Maybe not. I like what he's noodling. He, how he's noodling on the guitar, yeah. man. This guy. Yeah, very Good much job, my, Danny. My my uh, my brand. Um, <laughs> my brand. <laughs> yeah, where are we going next? <laughs> um, do you want to do since it, we're still kind of doing uh, acoustic? Want to go with my so-called '90s band? Oh yeah, so I have them under bands, but yes, I do. They are. Oh, you do? They, okay, because I figure it's just those two guys, right? Yeah, they do qualify. A little acoustic. Sure. Okay. So we got a cajon and a guitar. Oh, that's my bad. I am so sorry. <laughs> I was like, oh, let me let me read the description description and see how many views oh. they have. <laughs> so they how long that guy's album. foot is on the right. <laughs> I think it's the, the I think he's got a wide angle, oh, but it looks giant. Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> or like he's got his sock half on, so it's sort of like dangle on off the end. Yeah. So yeah, they did the full album. This guy's 119 views. I dig the guitar work. Would that be a crazy twist if these guys were actually facing each other? <laughs> that would be funny. I suppose it's possible. <laughs> God, look at that foot. Sweet. It's huge. <laughs> Can't get over the man's foot. Uh, you, you get over the fly. Yeah, it's, oh God, I can't. I can't. I, I, I'm sure I'm noticing pieces of the fly in my mouth. I hate it. <laughs> Who's next? Um, I don't have anything labeled. So did you have another acoustic one that you want to listen to? Um, sure. I, I like just based off his name. I think we've seen this person before. Paul Futch. Oh, yeah. That Paul does sound familiar. I don't have Paul Futch. Futch. Excited for Paul Futch. Let's take a look at Paul Futch. Oh, dude. Chris Caraba clone? I remember yeah, him. Yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. He's totally channeling Chris. Yeah, baby. Heard about your trip. Heard about your souvenirs. Oh, that's a good mashup. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wish for, won't come true. 
Yeah, man. Paul Futch. So good. Oh, oh I love that. You have the same instinct. Yeah, Good yeah. Pause. Right. <laughs> Great job, Paul. Pool. Great job, Paul. Pool. Um, Pool. all right. Let's uh let's hear this piano cover. This is Sea Breeze. Sea yeah. Breeze. And I'll uh read a little. Actually, you know what? Real quick. Is this the one that's column music? What did Paul say? Clarity track five over here since my last clarity cover. Waited a long time to do this one because it's probably my favorite one, and I knew it couldn't do it justice. Had to give it a shot anyway. That's what Paul says 122 views um all right so what was your question about uh was it column column music yeah is that the same one the pianist right no column music i'm counting as in the community because she's gonna come on the pod i've already confirmed um we just need to find it we just need to find a song and of course i already have a guest for this episode so uh (laughs) Kala can't come on this one, but I'm very excited to have Kala on the show. So, uh, but we will get to her. This is C Breeze, who is a different okay piano cover. All right, and let me see if I can find some context here. Nope, just says the haze clears from your eyes on a Sunday. 369 reviews, uh, views. Sorry, and uh, no one that we know. This is my brand. Caitlin Sheik, one year ago, says, I know this was posted seven years ago, but I love this song, and this is beautiful. Yeah, this rules. Literally, this account has two videos. One is just like, looks like the camera file name. M-A-H-00191. I'm going to click it and see what it is. It's seven minutes and 21 seconds long. It looks like it's just rain outside near a tree. That's what I sound like when I play the piano. Oh. When the left hand got involved, that really kind of elevated it. Yeah. Well, that was great. Yeah, great that job. was really good. Sea Breeze. Uh, I, we won't find another Sea Breeze. Um, let's look at a band. I think this is Takeshi. Uh, I, I want to say this band is in Japan. And I was very excited to hear... How they sound. Of course, I have the wrong link here. Um, yes. Why don't you go ahead and play one while I find the right link? Um, well, are we going to... Let's see this one. I've got one that uh, I, I don't have any it. preview for. <laughs> Wait. I just... Uh, this is I Andrew. I have gotten... When I was pasting my links, it was uh, not a working well. Um, um, I've, Andrew K. Andrew, not WK, but K. No. This looks like... Uh, I think it's two, two, but they're acoustic. Let's see. Kind of jumping around. Uh, I've got it here. Yep. Andrew's about to lean in from screen left right now. Yeah. (laughs) 
There he is. Nice yeah, weekend. yeah, man. Yes. <laughs> did you find the right link? I that, did. Thank you, Andrew it. K, not Andrew W K. Yeah, totally. Uh, oh, what have I done? One of the shortcuts I used made this video full screen. Um, hello. All right. This is Takeshi. Okay. Mm. This is in Shinjuku, Shinjuku, Tokyo. Looks like it's at a guitar store of some sort. Or maybe a rehearsal studio. They pan to the right, and I thought, "Holy shit! There's more. There's more <laughs> musicians more over there." And they kept going. It's like, "Oh, it's a huge mirror." Okay, got it. <laughs> so, episode seventy-four was Crush, but it is the only other cover that they've done, which is a Jimmy yeah. World cover. So, let's take a look at uh, Crush. I think from the same session here. Yeah, baby. Tss, tss, tss. 
this was delightful. Yeah. I don't remember if we played that. I mean, no, I see that we've played that video before, so I, I guess we played it. Yeah. But that's a fun revisit. Um, mm -hmm. All right. Uh, what else do you got? Uh, you say you didn't label any of them, but. Uh, well, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, yeah. Se separate them. Let's see. see. I've CM got Rose? our our good our good friends. Not good friends, but we love them and we feature them every every time there's something off of Clarity. Oh, of course. Yeah, man. The old holophonics. Here, I'll go ahead and play this. That's so, so good, good, man. Love those guys. Yeah, man. Uh, <sighs> I've got CM Rose giving us. I don't have CM Rose. Let's listen. Ukulele stylings. Sunday afternoon on the nose. 18 views posted December 2020. Now as I drive back I love a you cover so much so that I want to check out her brothers on a hotel bed cover, which is one of my favorite okay. songs. Can it be dead? There we go. You may tire of me. It's our December sun is setting. 
is I'm not who I used to be. No longer easy on the eyes. These wrinkles masterfully disguise the youthful boy below. Turned you when he and saw something he was not looking for. With a beginning and an end. Now he lives inside Someone he does not recognize When he catches his reflection on Accident Man, oh, yeah. Ben Gibbard can write a song, huh? Love that song. Tell me you know that song, Justin. Yeah, I do. That one I know pretty okay, well. Good. That one I was... I was, was, was uh, Make you listen to it. Sing, sing along. <laughs> I was listening to that on the way back from the beach. Well, everybody was asleep yeah. in the car but me. That's a good night driving home from the beach song. All right. Um, anything else I want to mess around with? Oh, we didn't see. Oh, I saw this kid, Mun. He's a drummer. I'm stoked to see Mun. Shaking the camera. What do you do? So it says, Sang Ye drum cover a Sunday Jimmy Eat World. Instructor, Shao Slug. Dad, why are you recording me vibes from this? <laughs> well, thanks, Dad. Um, Dad there thanks. is Mexican Screamo on bass. Let's take a look at Mexican Screamo on bass before we Ooh. get to a couple community members. thought he was going to do a little uh a little uh flare in the second time around yeah uh, good yeah. job he's definitely reading yeah. like the tab or something yeah 
Sweet. So, shall we listen to... Uh, yeah. Kala. Yes, let's Kala. listen. On a Sunday, I think it through. As a child like I think it through. What you wish for? God damn. Jeez, man, that is hypnotizing. Yeah. Wow. Fair. Um, <laughs> yeah. Lastly, uh, <laughs> I should have closed with that one. Um, not for any other reason, but <laughs> usually these are all very DIY and at home recordings. But uh before chorus FM, it was absolute punk.net, and both communities had uh uh members of the forum that would put together cover compilations so i don't know who jane doe is i don't know if that's somebody's alias uh, for when they did their cover of a sunday for the ap.net comp but there is one and i thought i would play it here since they uploaded it to the youtubes ah n farler maybe this is jimmy world volume one This is calming. What you wish for? 
I actually really like that. Yeah, that man. That's actually really That's good. nice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so Rave DJ. Have you yeah, Rave DJ? I do. I have one one that uh did one not that, error that out. Actually completed the wrestler erroring out. Not sure what yeah, it man. is. It must be me neither. Um What's let me go ahead and I'll I'll Huh? What is yours called? I'm excited about this. This is called The Sunday Is. The Sunday. Okay. Oh, it's got. Oh, is it the about Sunday. a girl? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> oh, <boy>. oh, no. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, it's haunted. Okay. Oh God! All right. Well, it wasn't cursed, yeah. but it didn't really work. Yeah, it just didn't mesh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mine is called A Morning. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. That scars there. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> I don't know, man. I this this works. It's just Adrian Young banging away back there. Yeah. of what's going on there but it's yeah me too too much yeah man uh, so justin what are your final thoughts on the song a sunday by the band jimmy world i think it's clear that i love this song um i was excited to, to experience all the new media with you on this episode because i just you, you think you you hear it all with the with the one take um you know the, the acoustic versions and all that but absolutely love this track uh it's one of those that 
you know, kind of knowing what the song is is about helps a little bit. It's like, oh, there's very few of those that Jim shares. Um, but this is a jam, man. This is way up there, up there in my in my top yeah, list this of is uh, a, Jimmy when I World think of Trash, the album man. clarity, this is in that sort of cloth. Yeah. Uh, and it's all cut from this sort of cloth and yeah it's it's a terrific track um i'm glad now i know the lyrics um <laughs> so i'm not mm. t- singing behind somebody and they turn around and say what did he say um yeah and uh although i probably will still unwittingly in six months say that so <laughs> go back to your um yeah. but yeah, yeah bummer they don't play it out more so i wish they would do that i yeah. suppose um i guess i can see how it might bring a show down and like 23 is going to fill 23 and kill are going to fill that same sort of area of yeah. the set list. So anyway, that's what I think. I think it's a terrific track. Uh, everybody, please go give it a listen. Um, but without any further ado, please, if you find yourself <laughs> with a bunch of haze uh, over your eyes on a Sunday, please remember to be excellent to each other. And party on, dudes. And check your drinks for flies. Ladies and gentlemen, returning to the podcast for the first time since May of 2020, right at the beginning of the pandemic, uh, Cinema Stare member Jason Moriarty, welcome back to the show. How are you, sir? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? I'm surviving, so to speak. Hey, I like that. <laughs> uh, pre, <laughs> pre-recording, we were talking about how hot it is um, uh, in bo- on both sides of the country right now, so... Um, uh, I wanted to do a quick level set, uh, both for you uh, and for me. I listened to the, our, our previous interview uh, today. Uh, and in some ways, a lot has changed. And in some ways, nothing has changed. But uh, as a level set for the audience and for you, let's uh, do a quick hit of what we talked about last time. Uh, Jimmy Eat World is one of your biggest band influences that you've had. The first time you heard the middle was, you think, in third grade in 2001. Uh, you used a music match. Uh, to to discover them and then go out from there. You first saw them open for Green Day on the American Idiot Tour. You told me that Chip Midnight's kids were the kids interviewing bands' kids. Uh, you are a Blink-155 listener. Uh, your favorite album, <laughs> this is funny, we went Clarity, Futures, Bleed American, Chase's Light, Static Prevails, and then we talked and talked and talked and never returned to that, so I will return to that question. And at the time, your favorite song was... 23, uh, which I have on my soundboard, which is a buggy soundboard at best. And this sample from that last hit is 52 seconds long. It's so ridiculous. (laughs) Um, And we added this to the soundboard because we always joke that whenever Jimmy Eat World has a song that ends on a hit like that, that it should just always just end with the ring out from 23. (laughs) What was it? I think it was on Blister, which... I think Blister came out. We realized how perfectly it actually works, and there's no edit needed. You don't have to pitch shift or anything. It works wow. perfectly. Yeah. Um, so d- does that all sound familiar, and does that all still track? It does. I, it does, and I will say, like, honestly, Surviving is kind of up there for me. Like, I've been listening to that album a lot lately, and it's it's like it's moving up in the ranks. I, I yeah, will man. say I, I think they really – kind of knocked it out of the park with that one and and we i think we talked before um they did all those sessions too those uh the phoenix that was on my list of things like did you do the phoenix sessions when they had it like as a ticketed event did you do a meet and yes. greet at all with them 
I didn't do the meet and greet, but I did do all three. I did get like all three with the poster. So like nice. I got the yeah. poster. I need to get that framed to put it up. But yeah, that I, I mean, that was just amazing. Um, Wasn't it so well produced? Like it looked great. It sounded great. Yeah. And it was great to hear like clarity. I, re- I really liked hearing clarity performed in full with Robin. Cause I, I think Robin has a lot of great stuff. Like I, I, I don't know if he's like now an official man. I know that he's in the new music video. So I don't know if he's like officially in the band or not, but yeah. he should be, I think. Cause yeah, uh, there's so I much really, sick, yeah. sick shredding. Uh, I, I make a joke. I'm, I've joked and we'll do uh, something loud episode coming up not too long from now, but, um, that chord progression is very uh it it reminds me of bizarre love triangle um and uh i i wrote a song in that with that same chord progression a few years ago that i ended up turning into like a nursery rhyme for my kids um but it's such a good progression i love it so much and i was so happy to hear that they used it (laughs) yeah yeah i I don't know enough about musical theory to know like what like one four nine six or whatever but it's (laughs) great yeah, yeah, I don't know what it is either, but that song is also outstanding. So yeah, yeah I'm I'm looking forward to like whatever they're going to do next. So dude, get this. I'm I'm over here like actually trying to do I'm trying to like up my interview game because we're starting to get lots and lots more interviews on the pod. And I was like, I should probably try to pretend like I know what I'm doing. So I start trolling social media, right? And dude, this post is from October twenty third. It's your birthday post. Yeah. And so I'm looking, looking, looking. Dude. Is your birthday October 23rd? Yeah. My birthday is October 23rd. You're kidding me. Not kidding. I mean, that's not a normal thing that would have come up, but I think it's hilarious that we've had an entire conversation before this. Uh, yeah. You and I share a birthday with uh, Johnny Carson, which I think is pretty cool, and Weird Al Yankovic. Yeah, Weird um, Al is the one I always have known. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, so cool. I did. Yeah. yeah well, man. that's awesome. We'll have to celebrate this coming This coming Yeah, up. man. <laughs> I'll send you a virtual toast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, we talked a little bit. He, 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 this is uh, this is sort of like uh, Jimmy World, Jimmy Pod business. Um, have you kept up with the pod? Because we had Jim and Mitch Porter on recently. Um, listen, I did listen to the Jim episode because I was really stoked to see that. Yeah, and did you hear? Because you were on the Action Needs an Audience episode that when we asked him if we were to ask you today what your favorite Tom song is, my man said action needs an audience which i thought that's like so serendipitous (laughs) yeah yeah and i think that's a great i I think like i was really first of all i was really excited to hear that because i don't think i realized how much i loved that song until i was on that episode you know what i mean like i like i i feel like listening back to it because i if you remember like also my opinion has kind of changed on that album since we last talked too because i was kind of like lukewarm on that album but i've been listening to it more I still know that you don't like coffee and cigarettes and I love right. that song. I do. I still do love that song, but I, I've also found out that like my bandmates are also not that into that song either. So I think that's like a pretty common, I feel like maybe that's a common thing. Maybe, yeah. but I don't know. I think, it's I, an e- I, I think I, I, it might be just a symptom of it being so catchy that it seems too easy. And I, it's like, I almost don't want to give it to it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it I, wants I, me to I, give it to it. And I'm like, eh, no, <laughs> you think there'll be a new Tom song? I have made the claim that I think if something loud is either an if it's an EP, I almost feel more confident that there will be a Tom song on it. But if it's an LP, I'm I'm a uh, I, I still feel like we're about to get a Tom song. Yeah, I don't know something about the name something loud, 
the vibe of this of the new record like and it and or, or the the new song uh i feel like it's what justin and i have been asked i forget who asked us but they were like where do you want the band to go and i think it was the guy from bandbox um and i think it's exactly what i wanted it's surviving which sounds a little bit like it's produced on kempers and things yeah sound but i wanted surviving with that jmj touch but with the band plugged in in a room together and it did the something loud sounded like a cohesive band in a room uh type of vibe so um, i have a feeling i i have a i think you hit the nail on the head and i bet that's because of those live sessions those phoenix sessions because i feel like they even playing surviving in the room together they were I, i'm sure like surviving was kind of, i mean that is pre-pandemic right? like but still like i i just feel like it was definitely produced in the box and then when they played it out in the rooms they kind of got a better feel for it and i think they were trying to capture that a little bit more yeah. on on something loud which I, i'm excited for and plus i have a weird i think i have a weird take about surviving which is my favorite song is criminal energy like That's i love song yeah, I just love that. Honestly, like I'm kind of that's why I like something loud because I feel like they're kind of leaning into like uh, that Jim, like his first favorite like song that got him into music is "Come On, Feel the Noise." Like you know, right, like yeah. I feel like I feel like they're like kind of just like embracing that more. In and it's not not coming off cheesy at all. Like it's no, just not like it's just coming yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. I love Criminal Energy. Definitely has that step on the gas feel in the chorus for sure. Yeah. Um, a little more housekeeping from when we last spoke. We had teased, because uh, Static Prevails was mentioned, and I had asked uh, if you had watched Thomas Adam Heap's rock opera theory on YouTube, and you're like, oh, no, I got to watch it. Had you made it through his uh, rock opera video? I haven't, I haven't watched that yet. I yeah, still yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a fun, uh, unhinged watch for a late, you know. <laughs> if somebody cancels on you and you're just going to sit at home, that's a good, like, grab a beer and, like, enjoy <laughs> I gotta check that out, but that uh, kind of remind. Now I have a question for you. Yeah, you read Sellout, the book. Yes. Uh, yeah, 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 a couple times. Yeah, yeah. So I I have read that like recently, and the Jimmy World chapter was like really awesome. It's actually yeah. kind of insane to hear how the Christie front drive like seven inch is what got them interested. Like they just were going to like potentially work with Christie front drive, and then they flipped it over, and they're like, actually. Yeah. Jimmy World. Jimmy World had no local following. They were just like they just had like basically yeah. they had just created this seven inch, but no one really knew who they were. And still, and now here yeah. they are. Like yeah. what a crazy beginning. Yeah, it's funny. We're sort of recording out of order, but I want to talk to Mitch Porter about digits um, because that's that that was the B side on that Christie Front Drive seven inch, and that was one of what's interesting is from most of the publications that I've read. And this is going to be old news, but sort of rehashing news by the time this comes out is um, it was like, oh, yeah, uh, Digits was one of the last songs that Mitch recorded with us. And he just didn't recall it that way. But it's possible that maybe they re-recorded Digits um, after that seven inch for Static Prevails. But um, but yeah, they... it's kind of it's a uh, I'm interested in seeing where that story goes. Yeah. Um. So, oh, and then the other thing was Surviving had a bonus track for Party Hard, which we had teased on the last episode. But I think it was only just about to come out or something. Had you checked it out since then? Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's it's pretty straightforward, but it's great. Yeah, it is great. <laughs> I'm just glad it exists. 
Yeah. Like, so that's just something to be glad it's it's there. Yeah, I forget what there was like a sale, like a flash sale on the Jimmy World merch store, and I ended up buying. It was still way expensive, but the uh, the the little record, the record that they pressed from that uh, UK session that they did. Um, have you seen Jimmy Eat World lately? Uh, now they're kind of making their way around. I don't know if they made it to Connecticut. Um, they're coming they soon. They're coming in September with Charlie Bliss, so I'm pretty stoked for oh, that. I'm definitely sorry. gonna I'm definitely gonna make it out to that. That's right. The 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 sh- the tour, the Something Loud tour that has no West Coast dates. <laughs> oh man. But have you no seen Coast- them recently? Uh no. Justin went and saw them up in Paso Robles, which is like wine, wine country up here. And then we had a couple listeners that went to Chain Reaction, but that was right on, I think that show was on our birthday. Um and I was like, I don't know. I, I don't have to find a sitter for the kids on my birthday and it was right. it was all very last minute. I would have had to drive down to Orange County get the tickets, drive back, which is a 45-minute drive easily, and that's without traffic, and then go back again for a show on that Friday. And uh, I just didn't want to do it, and I didn't want to go see a festival show the next day. So no, I haven't. Justin has. Um, but uh, as of this recording, we may know what it is by now, but The Main and Jimmy Eat World are teasing something. Ooh. Um, and it specifically looks like it's going to be in Phoenix. They're both Phoenix bands. Uh, and I love the main too. So I would definitely, I've been to Phoenix twice in the last like four months. Um, and, uh, I will go back if it is to see, uh, both Jimmy world and the main. So that would be, yeah. stu- that I've would never be seen the main, but I really do love their entire discography and evolution because Same, I, I've never I, seen I, them live, but yeah, I got it. Like, I mean, I really liked I was like the perfect age for that first album to just be like my shit. You know what I mean? Like I was into like Forever <laughs> the Sickest Kids, all of that like entire neon era I yeah. was into, but they've been a band that has like perfectly evolved with me, I feel like in, in that regard. So yeah, I discovered them. A buddy of mine who's a music video producer, he produced actually that big video, that Forever the Sickest Kids video, whichever one. I think there were cars driving around or something. Yeah, anyway. whoa, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he had put out, he and I are really into Christmas music. And one year he put out a Christmas like playlist essentially, and it had Ho Ho Hopefully on it. And I was like, what is this song? And yeah. that was the first, like, the main sort of song uh, that I'd ever heard. And it's like now it's like a Christmas staple for me. It's one of my faves. What is um, his? Is it like a he made a Christmas playlist or he made like it was, a compilation? It, it, or it's hard to say that it's a it, it essentially it was a playlist, but at the time it was like a zip file you could download from his website. Like it was like, hey, I put these songs all together and it was all like, you know, pop punk Christmas songs and stuff like that. Um, yeah. But essentially now it would just be like you would just put like an Apple Music or Spotify playlist together and share it with your friends. Um, so, uh, all right, let's real quick talk about. The song A Sunday. Why did you choose A Sunday from Clarity? A Sunday has always been like one of my favorite songs from Clarity. I think for like a couple of reasons. First of all, the xylophone melody is just flawless. Like I, it's that is the perfect example of something that's just like really simple. I love just hooks. Like I'm, I'm just a hook guy. So any like vocal hooks, guitar hooks, anything, even drum hooks which Jimmy World is great at as well. But this is just like the perfect opening hook. And then just going into that nice plotting. It's just, it's. I think this is a quintessential emo song. I I, I think it's in the top 
20 emo songs even. Yeah. Um, but the strings, I think this song is really definitive. Like if I were to, like if someone was to ask me, what is a song from Clarity like that is definitive of the album? I would say this is, this is an easy one to recommend. Yeah, absolutely. I, I like to put uh, albums into seasons. And we did this for Patreon last year where we, we pit up because we, I didn't realize it was such a, a, a fraught thing, but we had pit clarity futures and integrity blues against each other for what is the most um, cold weather nighttime Jimmy Eat world album. And I was pretty sure clarity was it followed very closely by integrity blues, but I thought of futures as being way more rocking than it was, but I always put clarity up at the top because of songs like a Sunday um, because I mean, just the xylophone itself makes you think of twinkling stars and, and stuff yeah. like that. And then you, like you said, you got the strings in the bridge and all that stuff that really kind of sell that, like, uh, you know, uh, Oh, I got my hot cocoa and I'm <laughs> yeah. uh, type of deal. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think that like they're, I actually think that's an interesting three albums to like put against each other for that exact specific um topic because clarity to me seems like a summer nighttime album whereas futures does seem a lot colder to me like that seems sure, yeah. like more of like a like a winter like a winter out it has like a darkness to it in a way that i feel like clarity doesn't have more there people were like, in line with you than with me on that for sure yeah i i can see that i can see how that would be but also i do agree that like both albums are great nighttime like where Bleed American is like very much a daytime album, th those two are definitely nighttime albums. And also one thing I like about this song that I think, um, I think Crush, the opening lyric melody is very similar to some melodies in this song. And I don't know mm. if it was like purposeful or if it was like accidental, but I like the way that it ties, ties them together. I kind think of. that's the accidental genius of the band, right? Because, like, they talk so much about how, like, on Static Prevails, they were still learning how to be a band. And Zach being so frustrated in the studio from having to play to a click and, and working with Mark Trombino and wanting to show up and being worked to the bone by Mark. Um, yeah. Because Mark's a drummer and he's going to put Zach through his paces. And they, while it's hard to say, like, they knew that Clarity would be their last major their last capital record for sure. And probably the last time that they ever got a major label to pay for it. And so they obviously wanted to throw the kitchen sink at it, but yeah, things like that, like, like what the wonder years did on the greatest generation on the last track yeah. when they kind of play every melody from every song that you'd heard previous in that last track, that's like a stroke of genius that not many people do. Was Jimmy eat world quite there on purpose yet? I don't know. Yeah, that's a good point, because I think more than likely, like I know there's like a couple songs on this album, not this song, I don't believe, but some of the songs are in like open E tuning. Like, I think it's probably just like coincidental, like the songs in open E tuning, these melodies go over open E a little better than others. That's probably what it is, because I think it's very fair to say that actually Clarity is accidentally like a legend, like I think most people would agree that it probably is accidentally a legendary album just because they were still trying to find themselves as a band and what they came up with just happened to be something that was groundbreaking. Like yeah. 
they they definitely stumbled upon like the mixture of like all those bands like obviously they liked you know christy front drive no knife like a lot of those bands that they were playing with at the time and then they mixed them together and then what it became was just jimmy world uh this is the album where you really see that come to be and i think a sunday is like a good example of that like there's still like heavier songs on here that do sound one thing that jim always says is like we sounded like our record collection i do think there's some songs on clarity that still do this one doesn't though like this one i think sounded like nothing but jimmy world Mm-hmm. That's why I think it's a quintessential song for the album. Yeah, I talked about Cautioners with a songwriter buddy of mine last week uh, for an episode. And uh, we also talked about, we talk about those outlier songs on a record that are like, now like cur- with, with 555 being the most recent on Surviving, Justin and I are always talking about th- what song is the 555 of this record. And I think I think A Sunday is like, in terms of throwing the kitchen sink at stuff, like obviously... Goodbye Sky Harbor is like the most kitchen sinky song on this uh, yeah. record. But there's there's a lot of production on this song and not overproduced where it sounds fake. It's uh it's uh effort. Effort production, I guess. Yeah. I agree. I agree. And it, it it's kind of like um I, I think that uh somehow circling back to sellout, I gotta give Craig Aronson credit. Um, for somehow seeing that, because I I don't think that every band, I, as a matter of fact, I know not every band just like would know, like, yeah, like, obviously they always say like, oh, we had like this huge budget. So we wanted to make sure that we were able to use it because we would never use it again. That's one thing. But then to be able to use that budget to do these like beautifully, uh, orchestrated strings that are so perfectly suited to the song. I just think that that is, that's just a genius level of songwriting that they always had that somehow Craig Aronson saw from digits. You know, like, I I don't know how, like, that's why I think he's obviously one of the best A&Rs of all time. I think you could say that, like, he, His name comes uh, up romance, like almost every chapter in sellouts. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Basically that book could be just called the Craig Aronson story. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. It should have been the, the subtitle, like sellout, how Craig Aronson stole your favorite band. <laughs> right. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> I think I heard, I want to say maybe I'm mixing up names, but I think the kid on the cover of taking back Sunday's, not louder now. What was after louder now? Are you talking about the one before louder now? Where you want to be? Oh, yeah. Crazy. Was lo- was where you want to be before louder now? I'm mi- I'm yes. mixing up yes. my timeline, but I believe that's Craig Aronson's kid. Are you serious? The baby I, that's like pointing I to the distance. I believe that's the case. Yes, it is someone's kid. <laughs> well, that is for certain. It's someone's yeah. kid. That's true. <laughs> it's gotta this be is someone. the hard-hitting information people come to Jimmy Pod for, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I'm gonna have to do some some uh, searches later to see if that is the case, because that that would be an amazing factoid. Yeah, let's see. Uh, I definitely see Craig Aronson was involved with Taking Back Sunday. A quick Google search of Craig Aronson Taking Back Sunday does not necessarily pull up that bit of trivia but i'm gonna stand by it <laughs> he's involved <laughs> on, who is the kid on the cover of there you go you want to be taking back sunday will this tell me watch it's gonna be uh, rama mayo's kid or something like that 
I'm not seeing anything except I'm a terrible review from Punk News. You know what's good? This doesn't make necessarily for good podcasting right at this moment, but it does make for good housekeeping later (laughs) later on. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I so I will have to figure that one out, but that that it that would be pretty cool, uh, a pretty cool connection. Yeah, I don't remember where I heard that or saw that. It was probably on like a Taking Back Sunday, like career retrospective or album anniversary. Uh, oh, we're gonna go and talk about this uh, thing. Yeah, anyway, Loudwire or something would do like yeah, exactly. <laughs> you didn't know or something like that. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so yeah, uh, a Sunday super duper sick song, uh, and I haven't even done the research for it yet, but it is like a nice vibey, like night drive song. I like, I would love to drive with a full moon, ton of stars listening to this through the Arizona desert. Oh man, (laughs) that that would be incredible. Like just, I, I was just thinking that like driving across the country, it's nighttime, it's the summer because you I think one thing that's key about clarity is like you got to listen to it at night when you're driving, but with all the windows down and it's sure. just this nice summer breeze blowing in. That's, I, I'm not going to argue with you for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's got to be um, it. so uh, still on the Jimmy World tip, um, but moving uh, forward a little bit. I'll ask you what I ask most people these days. What's your favorite song today? I won't hold you to it a month from now, a year from now. But if I'm asking you today what your favorite Jimmy World song is. There's like a few that are always kind of sticking around. Like one is always believe in what you want. I've told I've talked about that with you before. I, I think there's something about that with the half harmonies chorus. are insane in it. And and also the keyboard in the second verse. I just love that. But um, that's definitely one of my favorites. Actually, me in the bassist of my band. One night we were talking and I made a list. I'm about to pull this up. I made a list of my top three songs from every there single Jimmy World album. Oh, yeah. man. So, so let me see what I got here. I definitely have that in here because we were talking about our favorites. I, I, I just decided I was going to do it. One of, oh, you know what one of my favorite Jimmy World songs is? And I think it's an underrated song just in general. I've been like pushing and pushing and pushing for Cinema Stare to cover it. I think we will eventually cover it, but what would I say to you now? That of song course. is absolutely. I'm 100% on board with you on that. That song is crazy. That song's yeah. crazy good. I, yeah. I like I love I think that. When song. we did it, Justin wasn't familiar and I told him I was like, "Dude, just get ready because I'm never going to shut up about this song." Like <laughs> Yeah. That song, oh my god, the whole ending where it's just like the noise yeah. part. Oh, that song's so good. Um, I, I guess I actually did my top five from every album because I just uh, <laughs> I was confused. Um, I think, yeah, let's see here. I think my favorite right now, like one that I've just been playing a lot is, and I always play it a lot, but like I think at this moment, I, I can't say it's like my favorite. I don't know if I can ever say like it's my favorite Jimmy World song, but the song that I'm listening to the most right now is Always Be. I think that's one of their best singles. So I love that song. Uh, uh, yeah chase this light in general is i feel not as not as plateau uh uh uh, what is it when you put a pedestal people don't put it up on a pedestal enough and i i think i do that's just genius pop songwriting that whole record Um, it is it is and i i think that um 
Yeah, there's definitely songs that I wish they played a little bit more on there. But also, I think the Butch Vig production is super cool. They didn't really like I feel like they've never really done anything like that since. Yeah. So, yeah, I like the direction they're going, but I would love for them to go down that road again. Yeah, sure. Um, and, uh, let's, let's talk about your, your album rankings, just, just to really tie up that bow there. Uh, before you had clarity futures, bleed American chase this light static prevails. And then we sort of like trailed off a little bit, but, um, and then you sort of mentioned that surviving's worked its way up a little bit. So, uh, today in, uh, late June in the year of our Lord, 2022, what would your, uh, ranking be? So I think I said last time too, Futures and Bleed American always switch for me. I'd say Bleed American is back up. I still think it's Clarity. So it's Clarity, Bleed American, Futures, Chase This Light, uh, Surviving, I think is up there now. Then this is where it gets kind of tough. I, <laughs> I think honestly Static Prevails is at this point like at the bottom for me just because I think I appreciate the songwriting on all of the other albums just more than it at this point I've been listening so I've been listening to Damage more I don't like the production on that album too much I love Lean that's like that's in some of my top songs but I can't put it I gotta go so where am I I'm I went uh, you got Clarity, Bleed American, Futures Chase This Light, Surviving, and okay. then we know that Static's at the end. Yeah, so I think I'm going to go Invented, Integrity Blues, Damage, and then Static Prevails. Solid rank. Solid rank. And uh, 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 so uh, good. That 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 ties up that bow that we sort of, that, that hanging chad we had from last time. Um, okay. I think... I mean, I, I can't imagine we're not we're only halfway through the interview, according to what I have written down here. I can't imagine that Jimmy Eat World is going to come up some more. But I do want to talk about the band. So the last time we spoke, you had the Hum and the Glow coming out. One thing I did want to ask, because you had brought up the song Why No Forever. Were you following the Johnny Depp trial at all? <laughs> you or the bandmates? Because my wife was and my coworkers were. And uh, uh, it just made me think of that. <laughs> I so so our old singer named that song. Perhaps I, I I don't know if like I think we just kind of thought that tattoo. Like I still think that that tattoo cover up is hilarious. I think that's kind of just like where that name came from more so than anything. But correct. And for those that don't know, uh, what's the what's the timeline of it? it's a Johnny Depp tattoo? Did it say Why No Forever and he covered it up, or did he change it to Why No Forever? So he had a ta- so he d- dated Winona Ryder, right? And he got Winona Forever tattooed on there his arm. Is. And then they broke up, and he changed it to Wino Forever, which is hilarious. <laughs> That's just yeah. a hilarious thing yeah. to do. Um, which then you had a song on the hum and the glow uh, with that, and then yeah, he put the NA in parentheses to right. so it was called Winona Forever, but with the NA in parentheses <laughs> to represent that. Uh, that tattoo uh so let's talk about the band cinema stare where is it because we didn't even talk about this last time where is it that you guys hail from or that you call home so i just moved so right now i just moved to new haven that's new haven connecticut um which is like the pizza capital of the the east coast i think so i i probably i don't know i'm actually interested to get your perspective from california 
because California is not like a pizza. Like no one's like California has the best pizza. But where mm-hmm. do you guys, if you hear like people talking about pizza capital, what do you do? You think it's New York City? What do you um, think? No, I I think the first thing I think of is Chicago because oh, wow. I don't have a problem with deep dish. Okay, but I know that that's a hot button topic. I don't like thin pizza, and I also my like McDonald's of pizzas. Like I have zero problem with Papa John's pizza. Okay. I'm not saying that it's great pizza and everybody needs to drop what they're doing to go there. I'm saying if I want to have a pizza night and uh, just watch movies at home, I have zero problems going to Papa John's. I, so like, I completely back that sentiment. Like. I'm not like a pizza. You, I could go. I, you, I don't know if you guys have Cumberland Farms out there. No. Or it's, it's like our gas. Sta- it's kind of like if you know about Sheets and Wawa, that's like a little bit more south than us. They're just Vaguely, these gas okay. stations. Yeah, they're just gas stations that have food. I'll go to Cumberland Farms and get a slice of pizza, and I'll just be personally satisfied because I'm eating a slice of pizza. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I don't really like, but <laughs> I do know that New Haven has like the best pizza. I, I do think. And it goes what's the format there. if we're like. <laughs> it's brick oven, like really thin, really. Okay, it's thin. probably so not like probably really my like vibe, it. but like, I'm sure if the flavor is good, I'm not going to be against it. But like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm never going to seek that out for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can <laughs> I love this. I love where this is going. <laughs> you can go places in the like country and you will see, it's pretty interesting. Actually, you will see like new Haven style pizza, like outside of Connecticut. Like this is it's the first thing. I'm ever he- hearing of it, which makes me very excited to visit for sure. Like, I, I guess like, yeah, Chicago and then New York and all because probably the opening scene of uh, Ninja Turtles 2 Secret of the Use. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, like that right. like pizza, like uh, pizza on the street montage. <laughs> yeah, and New York, obviously, New York is very, it's the same style of pizza as New Haven, really, like okay. overall. So, but yeah, like our drummer, Liz, our drummer's name is Pasquale. Like he's super Italian and he, he lives on Worcester street, which is like the, that's like the Italian street. Like they have Italian <laughs> flags going over the top of the street that's and there's awesome. like, there's all there, there's pizza down there. So yeah, it's definitely, that's where we are from. <laughs> We're from like the pizza, the capital of like the East coast. That's the most pop punk thing you guys could do. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, um, yeah, we're from there. Um, we started like a year before we like talked for the first time. That's kind of when we formed and we have had like a lineup change, like right before we recorded this album. So we have a new singer. And what's Quinn's background? I know I'm not interviewing Quinn, but like, well, basically Quinn. So we, when we had needed a new singer, we had just played with them. Like they, they were, they had a band like with them and, um, we just love their voice. So when we were coming, trying to decide, like, who could we get as a singer? We were just like, well, maybe they'd be interested in joining a band. And they were. So we had them over. We had a bunch of songs written, but they had completely different, like, lyrics written by our old singer. Yeah. Like, completely different melodies written by our old singer. So what we did was, basically, we started again with Quinn. So Quinn, like, wrote all the lyrics to this new, this new album. We wrote, like, a couple of new songs where Quinn, like, wrote some melodies. And it's been it's been really exciting. And I'm That's really cool. happy with how it came out. And how was it for Quinn, like, in terms of, like, was it, like, uh, a different way of approaching songwriting in the sense that, like, all this is, like, this music I could, like, do anything with, you know? <laughs> well, so the way that I, when I write a song, 
like what I, I can't help, but like if I'm playing guitar and I'm writing a song, I'm always mumbling, you know, like I do like a gibberish melody, but I never fill it in. Like I, that's just like not what I do. So like I, then I would give it to the singer. So, so that was like something that was kind of like, okay, let's see what happens when, when we first were like having Quinn come over. And also this was like during the pandemic. So a lot of this was just like we were getting to no one was really going out in the world and we were just kind of we wrote this album not like in a room together more so in uh you know logic which was new for us too we like we, honestly some of these songs we've still never played as a band because we just wrote them into there but we had like my scratch melodies down and we were kind of just like oh let's see what quinn does with this that was like one of the early things in when they came in we were like just check this out and then see what you come up with for some lyrics filling in these syllables and it worked like amazing oh like, they were so good at like filling in the exact syllables so that's what we've like th that's just what we continued to do on on a lot of cases like the songs that i've had the initial idea they fill those in there were some songs that were just like written by other people that did not have melody and then they just wrote the top line on there um so it was really cool i mean ultimately like the time frame before was like three months that like Quinn joined the band, wrote like entirely new like melodies and lyrics. And then we went into the studio and started recording. It was like pretty quick um, time frame. Um, yeah. And yeah, the rest is history. Nice. And then uh, the name Cinema Stare. What, what's the origin of that? That is a song by the band Knapsack. They have a oh, song okay. called Cinema Stare. And we just like that name. So we were trying to come up with a band name and we like, we had tons of different ideas. There's this band called This Providence and their first album is called Our World's Divorce. We liked we liked that like kind of too. That was like one that was like in, in contention. Uh, uh, but uh, yeah, we we really didn't have like any ideas that weren't. We were just like, let's just go with a song name. And yeah. we went with Cinema Stare. So there's really no other story than that. We just kind of named it after the Knapsack song. And we don't really sound anything like Knapsack, especially anymore. But yeah, well, it's like uh, Panic at the Disco or like Death Cab for Cutie. It's like they're all based on lyrics or song names or something like that. And they, they don't necessarily adhere to that. That's just an inspiration, really. Yeah, but that's cool, man. Yeah, I, I I mean, it is very cinematic. My, my mind goes there. I work in the industry, so it's like, I guess that's where my mind goes. But yeah, well, our, <laughs> like it, I want and because it's pop punk, like I'm like, OK, where's the where's the uh, where's the uh, dialogue sample from this uh, from some uh, emo movie like in the song in the intro or something? <laughs> I've got a dialogue sample that I've been wanting to use for years and I'm hope I'm not going to I don't even know if I can spoil it right now because I want it's it's actually from a TV show. And I just feel like we need to use it at some point. So I'm not going to spoil it. But That's I will say Quinn, the cinema stare thing actually works in, in the way that you're thinking, too, because Quinn is a major letterboxed user oh, and a that's major cool. movie watcher. So they they're like definitely like all about it's they, they like what I think they watched like almost like 300 movies last year or something. That's so tight. so that was always my favorite thing, like when uh, uh, Blink at one point when they would come out had uh sam jackson's speech uh of ezekiel oh i forget what it is but the 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 speech was the intro to the show uh uh from pulp fiction yeah and, uh, i love hearing those types of things i have uh some buddies of mine that i played in a band with 
uh, that now have a, a it's like really a project because it's not a band. They never played a show. They don't plan on playing shows, but it's called the Emo Project. And there's three two song EPs that are up on Spotify and Apple Music. But there's always a mandate that each one each release has to have at least one movie sample in it (laughs) it's just like what they built their band off of like it's called the emo project we have to like we have to fulfill we have to check these boxes like everything's about leaving town everything's about like you know (laughs) driving away (laughs) have you ever heard that dikembe the the dikembe ep that has this freaks and geeks sample right at the beginning no oh you gotta hear it. it's the best oh, it's, yeah. it's it's their first ep it's called chicago bulls and every every single song is like a chicago bulls player's name except it's a weed reference like it's like oh, that's a, great it's like scotty spliffin and like <laughs> like <laughs> like all like all these different things but the opening thing is a freaks and geeks quote and it's like i have to say and you got to show your buddy this too because I cannot think of a better example of an emo intro sampling a thing than that. Like, I think <laughs> it, it cool. might be, I love it. I don't think it can be beat. So you have to check that one out. And, okay. Since we're on like this incredibly niche, small portion of the se- of the scene. Um, have you heard the band Michael Scott with a dollar sign as S? No. It's a pop punk band whose lyrics are the the office dialogue. Just for all it is is dialogue verbatim from The Office, but it's sung, so it's not samples, but it's literally all of it is just dialogue from The Office. Wow, and it's so catchy and so good. Every like six months, I forget it existed and I put it on again by accident, and I'm like, it's genius, it's just so good. I don't know how it's this good. (laughs) I how did they turn this into a melody? (laughs) I'm writing that down right now. Yeah. Because I, I'm gonna need to listen to that. Michael Scott with a dollar sign for the S. <laughs> all right. Is that on, is it on like Spotify? it's on yeah, all your streaming all services. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm definitely I'm definitely checking that out. What's and that? And then one? another fun one. I forget the guy's name. I think he was like a YouTuber or a Viner, but uh it's called um it's a playoff American football. It's Canadian softball, I wanna say oh, it's yeah, called. Yeah, Jared 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 Along. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I, the first time I heard that was like genius to me. Yeah, I like that. And what's the one with uh, the Ned Flanders band? The Flanders Hardcore? Isn't there like a... I don't know that one. There, That's great. Yeah, there's like a Ned Flanders like hardcore <laughs> band. Hold on. Oh, yeah. Ned Flanders band. Oakley Doakley is their name. <laughs> and uh, they're from Phoenix, Arizona. A Phoenix Connection. Oh, snap. They're they should from- open They should open for uh, Jimmy World. Yeah, I, I guess they're no more. They broke up this year, unfortunately. <sighs> But it appears Stupid, that they have Flanders. two. They have two LPs. Oh man, I'm listening to those two LPs. And is it all very tongue in cheek, like uh, all the other stuff? You gotta look up Oakley Doakley, the the hardcore band. That's and they have music videos at, and everything. Oh my but... god, this is incredible. These these images are just so good. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. Yeah. It's not just like there's one Ned Flanders. No, it's like band just Flander. all Ned Flandi. <laughs> <laughs> this is good. Oh, man. Got to get these kids back in a room. <laughs> but to, to circle back to yes. this album. Thank you. Um, the cool thing, I feel like with with Quinn joining the album, the process became like incredibly. I think one parallel, like when we're talking about production being a focus on clarity, uh, that's like a big thing that we focused on with this 
with everyone having a role. Like that's the thing that I really like about our band and the way that we we work is kind of like everyone is all hands like on deck. So like we'll just, for example, like there's one song, the third song on there, Remember, which is like a very poppy pop punk song, definitely like inspired by like the pogo anthems of early 2000s. Like, you know what I mean? Just like yep. the the Good Charlotte jump song or like, you know, like simple <laughs> yeah, players, sure. you know? just like those kind of that kind of vibe. There's a there's a guitar lead in there that is like three octaves. But me and the bassist Joe spent like two and a half hours like trying like different things to get that. And that's why I think like I feel really proud of this release is that like we did so much revision and so much like working together and everyone like had such good ideas to make the songs the best they could be. So I feel really proud of it for that reason. And it was cool to, I think, do it in like to create it in the DAW for that reason. You know, like we were yeah. like, you can, rather than be in a room, like you can just like loop something and be like, all right, what could we add here? Like, what layers like we just got MIDI instruments up and did that. It was like a really exciting way. It seemed like more production focused than ever before that I've ever um, created an album. Now on the last record you had Chris from the world is a beautiful place. Is, did Chris also work on this record? Yeah. Sick. Yep. He did it again. So um, yeah, it was great. Uh, same, like same thing. We, we worked through the pandemic. So like there's a lot of footage, like, I was looking back because we it was a, actually we spent longer by a lot uh, in terms of days recording. I think we did like almost we probably did like in the 20s of sessions like recording this. Um, yeah, I think I saw a tweet because I think uh, there was an Instagram post of you guys going in in April and being done in December. And I think it said like 23 sessions or something like that. Yeah. 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 Because we, we did like so what I was referring to before was more so like the demoing process and then when we actually got in the studio, it was like bef never before we've never like done things where it's like on one song, we're switching out the ride symbol. You know what I mean? Like, or in the same song, different parts have like different, there's like a, like the one song that has two different snares across the song um, and things like that. So drums ended up like we, we spent a lot longer on drums. Um, we didn't have our second guitarist yet in the band when we recorded this. So I recorded all the guitars. It took forever uh my hand was like basically bleeding by the time actually joe the bassist did play some guitar on there too which i was really grateful he's for. like i know scales <laughs> well yeah and he actually he he's a guitarist first and foremost so oh, okay it was great to have him for, a because he's an amazing guitarist and b also to give me a break from, from recording the guitars because that it just because especially since we're going in the order of the instruments so it would be like drums guitar bass then vocals and then like all the auxiliary stuff so the guitars took like the drums took like a bunch of time because we were making sure we got all the sounds then the guitar equally as much because i also used like i don't know six probably six different guitars and nice all sorts of different amps so that was that was really fun too but we had a pretty solid i mean we went in and we had like exact ideas of like everything that we wanted to do um we, i think we talked about posture in the grizzly yeah last time on here <laughs> and and so jordan sings backing vocals on a couple songs on this oh nice so i was gonna ask there was some screaming on anime bath scene is who did that and there was some screaming on the first record is it the same person or um so actually it's 
same band, different person. So oh, there's sick. this band <laughs> called Destination Dimension. They are so good. I highly recommend everyone check out their EP, Mantodia. It's on um, Spotify. They're so good. They're kind of like proggy, like proggy uh, post-hardcore. Super good. Like if you got like if if people are listening and they like like the Fall of Troy or like early like I would say like even like early Dance Gavin Dance and stuff like that. Just like insane riffs. So this is the other dude. This is the bassist. They have like two vocalists and this is the other vocalist. So we had him on this nice. one to, uh, <laughs> just because they're recording the other dude who um, does runs the studio that we recorded that he's recording a double album. They're like doing a double album. It's, it's going to be so sick. So that's awesome, man. Um, uh, where did you guys record it? Um, it's called silver bullet studio okay. is what it's called. And so, yeah, that's where Chris, that's where Chris like records all the bands, mostly like, like the band fiddlehead. If you know that band, he recorded their latest LP he like did that somewhere else but mostly like everything he records comes out of there um when you guys you guys played it looked like your first show back november of 2021 have you guys been playing uh a grip since i know you guys are gearing up to or going out on tour as of today (laughs) yeah um, yeah yeah we've been we've been playing um we've been playing as much as we can um and so I like obviously so this was my last year teaching like to to leave to focus so once the school year gets rolling it like gets super busy for me plus our other guitarist lives in Long Island so sometimes that like gets a little tricky because that's like a decent drive up but we play as as much locally as we can um and now we're just like really excited I mean our goal once this album comes out is just to really just tour and not come back basically not come back yeah that's the that's living the dream. So, uh, like I said, thank you for sending me an advance. It was my first advance uh, that I'd ever gotten. Um, I my takeaway overall was that it sounded like a cohesive, mature band. Like it didn't sound like to me like this record has, like you said, a lot of Jimmy World influence coming from you and and informs your music. I feel like it has a ton of peaks and valleys that a record wants to have it has that great outro song it has what i think is a great intro uh or opener uh in real problems i think it's a really great opening track um and uh and so that i wanted to put that out there is like uh as one of my (laughs) i was like oh i got an advance i better like listen to it and give some give some uh give some takeaways here for those that have yet to hear it um but it's a super well balanced record. And the other, oh, there's a great song title called Bob Sigur Ross, which is great. <laughs> um, but what's funny is like, you know, I'm sort of listening to it. I'm like watching my kids. I'm doing like chores in the house and stuff like that. But I have something in and I hear these great plucky strings. So I was like, oh man, I got to look at the name of the song so I can see. And then I was like, oh, what a great name of her song. <laughs> um, yeah. But that was, I think, one of those great production elements that you guys had. Yeah, well, thanks. I mean, the the cool thing about like being able to be so meticulous in the process of the demoing is that actually like a lot of the stuff from the demos that we spent like all that time with the productions, like for like even just like, for example, like we would spend so long on like harmonies, you know, like Quinn would lay something down, then like Pasquale would be sitting there. He's like, what if we add 
this harmony on there like we would just like get all those like sorted away and that was like really exciting to get ahead of time so we had all those done but like also like little parts like i'm obsessed with like you know different i i'm i'm obsessed with max martin like and i really like his like production where like every different part adds like a new element like especially in pop music i think that's really like important because it can be just the same sometimes it's like the same chord progression most of the song so you want to just like keep it interesting change it up a little bit and so like in the demos we're, we're coming up with ways to do that and a lot of those things like even some of the stuff like on track three remember the one i was talking about before the like drum beat like the like program drum beat is from garage band like that we just made in the demo made it into the final version there's this ridiculous phil collins like the 80s fill that's like in uh track four that's from the demo we just left it we left it in those string plucks were definitely like in the demo the outro of anime bath scene like we mentioned before which has got like this like strings and this keyboard that was from the demo so a lot of the stuff from the demos um we ended up just because what we do when we get to chris is we drop the demo in we'll drop those projects in and just they'll be there to like record to and then sometimes it's just like, why redo it? Like, why try to change it? It sounds just great. sounds good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And then the outro to Bob Seger Ross, I think it was one of my favorite parts of the record too. It's so twinkly. And uh, I had written that it was the bridge. I was like, oh, this bridge is great. And it just kept going and going and going and building. And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. I see what you're doing. It's good. <laughs> yeah, that's like the post rock. So th that's like kind of where, like when we were com coming up with the name, so obviously, like we fully leaned into like there's like November Rain Part Two, like you know what I mean? Too. Like, like these like have... funny titles, and it's not necessarily like you don't listen to the song and think like like it's not there. I I mean I didn't even pick up on any November Rain references in it other than like it's a funny title, but the song itself has great poignant lyrics and stuff like that. It's a uh, good tongue in cheek. Uh... Yeah. So see, so Seagaros, like I was, uh, that's a band that I love. I like post rock a lot. I used to play in like an instrumental uh like metal like like hardcore like post-rock kind of hybrid and that like shows up in that song for sure like with that long post-rock type outro also definitely inspired by the third american football album like the mm -hmm. the newest full length i really love that album um in, like specifically that first song on there that starts out with that long intro that's like on the 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 bells and then it like comes in i think i was really listening to that a lot at the time when we when we made that part so nice. i'm glad you like that part uh that's, yeah, man. that's definitely one of my favorite parts too on the album sweet uh i uh before we wind down oh i did find this tweet from you when was this for, when when did you post this this was june 10th so, oh, this was only uh, a couple weeks ago. I'm so excited for people to hear the Celine Dion song we wrote for the album. Uh, was that a joke or is there a Celine Dion song I didn't pick up on? So I actually texted. So the people, mainly our Twitter is run by Joe and Pasquale. Oh, okay. I, that That's one good. I knew was Joe. So I texted <laughs> Joe and I was like, what, what is the Celine Dion song? And he's like, it's November Rain Part 2. So he's he says that's the Celine. I'd say... Out of all the songs, that's definitely the Celine Dion song. For sure, yeah. <laughs> that's good. I just love a random reference like that. Um, 
All right, sweet, dude. I think we did the damn thing. I think we talked to Grip about Jimmy Eat World. We talked to Grip about your band that we didn't do last time. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. I want to yeah. thank you again for coming on the show. Is there anything everybody should go out and see your band uh, who is now touring? Uh, when does the record come out? That's and I not... even talk about the name of the record. So uh, this, the record's called The Things I Don't Need. The The date is still to be determined keep just keep it keep an eye out for we we shot two music videos one for the song bad and one for the song remember so track two and three um those will come out before the album drops but we're still kind of we're not really sure we just got the masters back like right when we got the masters back i basically sent them to you so you're you're definitely like an early listener so thanks for listening i know it was like also super last minute but thanks for like taking no, it all worked out great. I, well, at least for me. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate you taking it, taking the time to listen to it. Um, and yeah, I'm really excited for people to hear it. Uh, I, I think it's definitely the proudest I've been of anything I've ever done. Um, and it's definitely like, I think this band is a band where I think about me when I was like eight and nine years old, getting like some of my first favorite albums, which are like sticks and stones by newfound glory and all killer no filler by some 41 and uh you know uh say it like you mean it by the starting line and i think about how i just so badly wanted to be in a band that made music like that but i had no idea how to do it i couldn't like make music but i was like coming up with songs in my head and i feel like this album is the songs that were like i dreamt of making then so that's what like makes me feel so excited about it is that like i have I feel like I've like come it, it, like writing this album has been like getting back in touch with like this person who discovered like his music, like my music, you know what I mean? It was like the music that like meant a lot to me. It was like the first bands that I really loved um, writing this album was like kind of getting back in touch with that and um, using everything I've learned along the way to do that. So it's really special to me um, and I'm excited for everyone to hear it. Yeah, man, that's a great feeling for sure. Absolutely. Um, well, everybody should come see your show. Keep an eye out on the socials for the new record. Um, I think uh, I, I think it's all warranted. Uh, and if uh, if you liked what we talked about here and you dig all the references we've made, this is the record for you. So 